Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of the HSBG podcast. I'm your host, Educated Collins, and with me is my constant co-host, Shade Bonner. How you doing today? I am doing well, Collins. How about you? I can see now. I'm doing all right. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy, I guess. This week, besides the insane number of changes last week, but, you know, I'm getting used to them overall, I guess, so generally going okay you know we'll get straight into it we always start with our weekly overview just going through there's been a ton of changes uh this week with the patch and i have not uh everything is not figured out for me yet i would say a week has not been enough time <laughs> to adjust to all of the changes they introduced so i'm still there's still a lot to learn. There's still a lot of heroes to play and just experiment and kind of figure out what I want to be doing or how I want to be playing it. But generally it's been fun. I haven't really, um, I haven't like ran into a wall in terms of difficulty, I guess, you, you know, like it's not like I, I've lost more games or anything like that. You know, I would say the prize games are like the most, uh, I can't the the most unpredictable, I guess, where I'm not exactly sure, you know, who's winning, wh what's going on in terms of I, I know this guy's going to be strong here, or I know this guy's going to be weak here, right? Sometimes I fought someone with one health, and they're they're like triple Caligos, you know, Nadina, and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you're lucky you <laughs> you got that at one, you know, and it's like, yeah, well, they they hit the prize, they got exactly what they wanted, and they didn't die, and now they. They win the lobby that kind of thing right where you know before they would have died right if it wasn't a prize so there's still a lot um of things i have to like readjust like in terms of power level how strong am i really in this lobby uh when it comes to prizes but other than that it's been uh relatively okay about you yeah it's been like you mentioned it's it's been a week now so that's uh <laughs> don't worry about that don't worry about that all right. Um, yeah, it's been not enough time to get everything figured out for sure. And uh, I, I usually say when there's a new patch that I suffer a bit more than other players that are at a similar level, just because I, I really thrive on having things figured out. I think that works um, better for me than it works for other people, just relatively. Obviously, everyone does better when they have stuff figured out, but I do, I do even better and I do even worse when I don't have it figured out. So the start <clears throat> is always rough for me because I just, all right, let's just throw stuff at the wall. Let's see what sticks. Let's see what bounces. And um, what's been coming back from now for now, and it might just be a transitional meta thing where we have this a lot where right. we say like, oh, this is the meta. But then, you know, two weeks later, nothing has changed, but the meta changes just right. because people have adapted better. Yeah, they, they've learned how to abuse new heroes and they're like, oh, wow, this is how you play, you know, Hero X or whatnot. For now, it works better for me if I just really go for, okay, what makes me strong right now? What are these, um, you know, I, I do really well when I say discover a five drop and it's the Divine Shield Piggy, the 4-8, just raw tempo. Uh, I won a game, I sent you a screenshot where I was like, okay, what works well right now? Well, I have a golden bomb. Let's put a Kangar down. Let's put a Baron behind that baby and let's, you know, do this little bomb comp. 
yeah, that doesn't hold up in the end game most of the time when people are, you know, double Cali, flat the Skagum or whatnot. You have nowhere near enough damage. But it's been working out really well for me to just take tempo decisions. Okay, what makes me strong right now? And not too focused on the hyper late game and theoretically, okay, what which minions should I have in my composition? And and that's been good. You know, I think there was even this uh this demon that gains plus three plus three when you don't have a full board i had like a random golden one of that and it was just like hey that's like 35 health that's good enough just keep that in the comp that's stats so if if i were to put it to a single thing for me this week that's what's been working not too much detail to the late game just okay what's strong right now what <laughs> works where can i get value uh right now not you know two two turns from now you know that's funny because a lot of my games are like the exact opposite. Where <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, no, where the my opponents and myself have like insanely strong voids that I've never been able to create before. Like it, it, you know, due to prizes or just due to people playing it slower. I I've seen like you know 500 HP guards casually. <laughs> You know? I feel like that's normal though for, for uh, if they're golden, right? If they're if they're regular five and health guards, it's pretty impressive. I don't know right? if they're golden or whatever, right? But like I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's not an unusual thing, you know. A hundred HP Caligoses, you know. That's just like I've been seeing like where I had I had this game where someone had like gigantic elemental, someone had gigantic dragons. And I think I was running like scam to to tie the truth, yeah. you know, as the answer. Yeah, it's yeah. like gold and everything. Yeah, and I'm just like these boards that they have would always win the lobby, but they're fighting each other. <laughs> you know, they they have yeah, to deal, sure, sure. and it's just like, or or I'm the one doing that kind of thing. So it's just like I've been, it might be just because you know, since I'm playing the game, I'm playing it like less heavy tempo so people are getting to the late game while yeah. you're playing it like very heavy tempo killing the guys people. Would, yeah would, yeah right so they don't cars. get to do it and <laughs> now and i see those games too right for sure uh it all depends on the hero as well i had a hyrule galleywigs game which that you know we'll, we'll cover the hero later right when we talk about all the new ones but yeah you feel so nutty when you get ahead it's the getting ahead part that's tricky, but right. I had a game where I had flat tusk Agamon Gallywix. And whoo, let me tell you, right? I had a hogger and I had to pass up on it because it was too late, because I already had this like, you know, 60 health pagel or something stupidly <laughs> large. But if I had gotten the hogger at the start, my God, you're like most of my turns started with 20 gold or more. And then you're just like, okay, I'm flat disc ag. I'm, okay, let's go, baby. Let's buy my. You know, you run into this issue in the late game where you don't get money for selling. I mm -hmm. I haven't actually tried this, but I think if you're over ten, let's say you're eleven out of uh, ten, I don't think you go up to twelve if you sell a minion. But I'm not you, sure. You can. I've done. That you before. do go to twelve. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool, great. I assumed that you know I, I didn't want to risk it, but I assumed that if you sold a minion. It wouldn't work that way for the hero power. That's good to know because yeah. I was just managing my hand where I was just buying cards first to go below ten. But okay, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah I, I did it on accident. Sell. You know, I had like oh, twelve right. gold and I bought to like ten and I sold and it went to eleven and I was like, oh, you experimented, Collins. That was completely intentional. You did it so the rest of us don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> but I was like, oh, oh, I didn't waste a gold here. Okay, that makes things a lot easier. So. Uh, you can definitely do that, but yeah, I had a, I also had a game where uh, I, I started with uh, Flytus Cogger, and I was like, ah, 
should I, you know? And then chat was like, Shady, you know, Shady would, <laughs> would say something if you skip this word. And I was like, <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> it's like I can hear him talking. So I took it, right? I got it. I got a random triple. I hit, I hit flat tusk. So I had double hogger flat tusk. I was like, okay, okay, let's go. Ooh, you yeah. know, I ended up uh, hitting an agum and then like two divine shield minions. Uh, that turn so i sold the rest of my pirates which i was running put the put the divine shields in had double hogger flat tusk agam and then three divine shields so i was just stacking and buffing all the divine shields tripled the hogger eventually added some random thing in there too just went like it was very fun <laughs> actually the, the triple hogger feels so good right I, off, I, finally i get the board space now. i needed the triple <laughs> I needed that triple. And I ended up just running like I don't I think it was like a golden selfless as well as like the end the end piece just to have the You should just pick up an Algodon somewhere, like whatever, just put yeah, it. In. Yeah, it was it was a very nice game. You <laughs> you would have been <laughs> But yeah, I, fun. Yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah. Uh we've been here we've been here for a while, but uh we can move on. So a uh, bit of uh, information I believe so prizes have um an adjustment this was not in uh in the notes uh when it initially came out this was something they added on later on so if you weren't paying attention you wouldn't know but they added if you're in the bottom half of players on the leaderboard so i at first on the leaderboard is not very specific right i was like oh is the high mmr rated players getting punished like i i was like wow that's pretty apt <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, it's like yeah, to play on the sword. But uh, no, it's it's if you're in the bottom half of the the match, so it's not uh, it's not it's not MMR dictated. You're likely to see better prizes, so quote unquote better prizes. Right, some if you like some of the uh the prizes that they are, they're not offering you, you might be a little bit sad. But uh, for tier one, right, you there's a couple of prizes that you won't be getting. Uh, tier two, four of them, and then tier three as well. Tier four doesn't change. I mean, if you if you make it to turn sixteen, then you know you. Who cares, <laughs> right? You're, yeah, there's some crazy business going on there. Yeah, but um, I think this is an interesting adjustment. Uh, just generally. Oh, I I should mention that it's bugged right now. So yes, yeah, right, right, yeah. Right now, no one's everyone's getting the same prizes. So. Uh, the next patch this will be implemented but theoretically this is what should be going on however right now everyone's just getting the same prizes so this this doesn't matter but you should be aware of it especially when the next patch goes through that uh if you're in the bottom half of players you will be uh excluded from getting some of these prizes i think this matters a lot um just generally like as a catch-up me me uh, mechanic just because removing those prizes makes the chance of getting the prize that you want extremely um like much higher percentages right instead of being like 40 percent or something like that it might go up to like 70 80 maybe even like 85 percent. i believe for uh you know this is my chat's math right so no, uh, i don't believe so. we came to a conclusion that you were 60 percent the seal on the house if you were bottom four bottom four yeah that's yeah that's pretty important, right? So yeah, so over over a fifty fifty to get that specific one. Yeah, and and the the thing is, right? If you're looking for bottom for on the house, or you're leveling, right? And you're leveling, you're taking damage, right? Like it's very likely <laughs> you're going to be 
bottom for regardless. So it just makes that on the house strategy significantly uh, more effective, right? More consistent, right? More viable as like your baseline strategy, just because um, the likelihood you hit it and, and not get punished is, is pretty high. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, another thing I thought was interesting is that the uh, double attack prize is not excluded, right? It's not, it's not one. I, have you even seen yeah. the prize? I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I don't remember seeing it, but I, I bet it's like my mind just like removes it from the game. It filter it out for <laughs> yeah. sure. It's like, before I was like hard, before I knew to look out for Ghoul for George, Ghoul was not a minion. You know, yeah. it just it wasn't in the shop. It just gets filtered out. It's like four minions and this mystery thing. Yeah. So you'll still be able to get the double. I, I would much rather have seen that instead of, like even ghoul or something like because because yeah like ghoul brand like those i think those are way better than doubling the attack of a minion yeah because i i assume they they don't want to give you these because they want to give you stuff that can let you catch up on the board right and getting a plus two plus two permanently on divine shield like it it's not that great turn the first turn but like turn two it's like plus four plus one to divine shield or right, that's definitely a cool oh. One of the one of the more fun things to come back is Cadgar Brand's blessing when you're bottom four. Right. So not being able to get Brand's blessing be, I understand, right? It's not a conventional way of coming back. A, a fraction of the player base will ever use that combo, but man, that is a great comeback mecha mechanic. You know, like you can get Primal Fins to pull more Merlock Titanters. So I feel like Brand's blessing is definitely something you want to not exclude if you are trying to get help someone to come back because that is about as tempo as it gets right one turn double battle cry let's go yeah, so yeah. that feels very weird that they're excluding that one yeah mirrors on as well right you like take two things yeah. from your opponent right you There's take mirrors you take the tavern tempest just like anything is free like all those battle cries so that's that's just a great comeback mechanic yeah I, I, yeah those two seem a little bit weird I definitely understand great deal, and I also understand the one gold per turn, right? Like, you know, if you're like five yeah. HP, like they're gonna take for you. Um, the tier three ones, I, I, I don't think matters really. Like, um, if you're in tier three, if you get to the tier three ones, I think you're okay, right? You're you're going to be like top five ish, right? Most of the time, like top six if you're unlucky, but you're you're already going to be alive, right? And and uh, there's not that many tier three prizes anyway, so you, you're you're essentially looking for you know divine shield, ice block, that kind of thing to keep your life a little bit more. So um, it's really the tier two prizes I think have the most significance in um, affecting the game when you exclude them. Right. So even the big banana for tier one, I, I don't really get like <laughs> I I know it's a it's a it's not the optimal prize, but it is a tempo prize, you know. What if it was uh, you got two gems, uh, two blood gems instead of? Uh, <laughs> well, that would be weird because there's games where piggies are banned and then you get blood gems. I don't yeah, know. who cares? <laughs> like, I, yeah, like... I think I think it's a flavor thing, or maybe it's a systems thing where they just have that coded out, like blood gems. Gonna, I don't know. No, it's because yeah. they they copy pasted right. They're all they're, yeah, where sure. blood gems weren't a thing, right? But I I think it would be picked right if. Uh, Instead of a big banana, you got two blood gems. I think it would be like it's the same power, but I think it would be picked more just because it has more uh, usability and a lot of 
more comps, right? You could you could hold it, you could get the divine shield on Tustons, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that rocking and rolling new recruits and the good stuff, I, I feel like that's is probably the ones you would want to exclude, right? Or, you know, two of those three. I think indeed. Um Pocket Change, Gachi Gift, and Might of Stormwind. I think those are the three uncontested champions. Yeah. And then now that Might of Stormwind is plus three plus three. Big banana is like, well, you know, it's not that much worse. You know, it's not great, but um, you put this on a, a tormented ritualist, and suddenly, ooh, that's a four or five that buffs every time it gets attacked. So that there are some can, uses that you it. can swap with the blood jump ability, right? Oh, wait. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, but then they have to start printing ble- big blood gems and all that, right? No, 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 no. You get two. You get two plus one plus ones. Just get the the regular version. You know, that's... I like the flavor of the big blood gem as well. <laughs> <laughs> then they can print. Then they can print this new hero with a hero power that's like one gold to generate two blood but, gems. But they would sometimes change, it's a big blood gem. They would change the other guy, right? They would just change the leveling blood gem guy. Where sometimes you get a big, big one instead. You get a big blood gem. Yeah, seems uh, seems kind of broken to be fair. If you just randomly get plus two, plus two. But yeah, I don't think Blackthorn needs any help right now. It's <laughs> a very stable hero, right? Plus two, plus two, and potentially better, right? When you have yeah. good use for blood gems, it's, it's quite good every time you level. Yeah, but I, I thought we wanted to just get through this. I know it's um, it's not live technically, right? But it, it was going to be, but the, you know, Blizzard bugs this happens to be. So, one so of the what do you uh, what do you think about it? Do you like it? Oh, if right, they- that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. I <laughs> I should be the one asking this. Yeah. <laughs> Do I like this change? Um, that's a huh. I haven't thought about it actually. I just know it exists, and I didn't think about whether I liked it because I haven't played with it right. Um, so I I don't know the likelihood of how often it is. The tier two ones, um. They seem almost the most problematic to me just because, like, a lot of times you just get on the house, right? Like, you're looking for on the house if you... And if you know your chance is, like, above 50%, right? Like, it just encourages that hyper-leveling gameplay where, oh, I'm Omu, haha, okay, let me see if I get two sixes or something and then go from there. Um, so it makes those... Um, I, I Already I have games where like the turn eights for my opponents with prizes are so stupid i had a game where it was turn eight someone had four or five six drops and i was just like what like it was turn eight or and they had five or four or five six drops and i'm just like this is this is what i'm gonna be dealing with for prizes huh um and they weren't they they were they were not the hero i thought they were i think they were a eudora or something like that where oh wow yeah, yeah where they yeah. just um it's maybe like um triple murloc titan or something where they have a lot of economy i think they leveled mm-hmm. to five got the five prize and then you know and, the, and then got a six from that hero power and then had on the or something i don't know it was very ridiculous the the amount of stuff he had but uh yeah you know i i i'm not I don't know how much I like seeing that in general, but um, I I think if if the the tier two prizes were like more 
evenly distributed in power, right? Because on the house is like still significantly better than a lot of the other prices, right? Like even the great deal, right? It, they buffed it, but it it feels like insignificant. Like you still just avoid that thing. Uh, and I've played it with it once or twice or something like that. And I, I, I didn't feel it. I don't remember <laughs> for like, oh, this, this did something. Like I don't remember saying that at all. Uh, so uh, just it just feels weird. That that's that's really the only one. Like I don't mind the tier one, like or the tier three. Really, I don't think it matters too much. It's just the the tier two increasing the percentage for hitting on the house, right? Being just because it's so much better, and uh, you know, I I I think if like let's say on the house was removed, right? Maybe I wouldn't care as much, right? Like just. Um, it would change the price meta. Like, I think we also have a evolving tavern that just has that. Yeah, you know, oh not yeah. But just high roll I potential. Think it, I think it was evolving tavern. That was oh, why. That does yeah, make sense, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. We're all the shops full of fives. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Bye, 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 bye. I was I was checking. I was like, how is that possible? Where he has five or something six drops, and I was like, it has to be evolving because there was no other feasible way for it to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, that one too. That one too. Yeah, those are just too like they have so much potential. I I think that I don't like it just because they're right now. You have what it reminds me of is having a dead guy in the lobby. You get rewarded for going nuts pressing the level button. You take damage, good. You might get a free <laughs> round later. Now it's like you take damage, good. You get a free prize later. Right? So it it feels. Like, oh, there is a trade-off where, you know, I have favored teching up, tearing up, and I am disregarding my health total. And it feels like that is the trade-off, right? You now have a higher tavern tier, and you should be using those high tavern tier minions to orchestrate your comeback. If the game is then on top of that saying, oh, here you go, here's some better stuff. So now that you have power leveled, you can abuse this to you know have this nutty spike where the other person that has just steadily has played from round to round protected their life total now gets chunked by 30 plus damage by you because you had this nutty turn i had way too many six drop that should have never ever happened so i understand for the majority of the player base the meta isn't necessarily like that it's more you know we they do the best that they can and then some people have been getting lucky and they're in the top half. Some people have been getting unlucky. They're in the bottom half. But when we're talking about these high level lobbies where people have a very good understanding of, you know, how to come back after losing life total in favor of tearing up, this is just going to make that even more of a problem where it feels more like, oh, we have a prize lobby. It feels like there's a dead guy in the lobby now. So I would, not I too big of a fan. Yeah. I would say I'm not against a uh, catch-up mechanic just in general. Like I don't hate the idea of giving someone lower in health some type of way to come back, right? Because I like I've played some of the other uh, games like that, and they have they have catch-up mechanics in that way where like maybe you get first dibs on on the prize. Right. I'm with you with the principle, but yeah. the damage calculation in Hearthstone doesn't allow for that. You shouldn't. Sure. The guy that should. The guy that should be coming back shouldn't then deal thirty. 30 the turn yeah. after. That's, that's and that's what issue. happens, right? You you suddenly you suddenly have a nutty board. You came back. You kill the next person you face. So, that's so the, true. 
Yeah, the way how damage works in Hearthstone, I don't think catch-up mechanics are good because, you know, if they if they change the damage calculation, sure, right? Uh, you know, but then then we have these longer games, right? We have these longer drown-out games, and sure, there is a catch-up mechanic like TFT of the carousel. You get first pick of a good item, you might get back in the game. Um, but those in those games, you lose your life total over many turns. Slow process. Here, it's like boom. I took twenty. I'm now on the bottom. Oh, I got the nuts. Boom! I deal thirty. This guy's dead. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's the thing. That that's a big issue in terms of like adding catcher because when you get strong, you just one shot people. There's no there's no outplay. Like I've been dealing forty to people now, you know, and I'm just like. <laughs> Like, what are you gonna do? You got to you you, you got him for forty. Okay, you you were full life. Doesn't matter. Lol, noob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just it it's kind of rough because you're either alive or you're dead. There's no like barely alive in this game, right? Like I mean, there is, but like if you're strong, you're killing people, and it doesn't matter how how much health you had before, right? There's no like max cap of damage or anything, right? Like where. Like, let's say you could only take 20 max, right? At least you, if you're, like, 21, you're like, well, I can't get one shot. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I can do something. But here you're just like, well, take, you know, take 42. Like, it doesn't matter. And you just die. So uh, that does hurt the, um, the argument for catch-up just because if you get strong, it doesn't matter. Like, you're just, you just blow people up and they, they can't catch up to your catch-up, right? Like, if, if, if you get a catch-up mechanic and then you become insane, like and then you you punish someone, they can't be like, oh, okay, you punish me now, I can also catch up. No, you just die. <laughs> you just, you, there's no, you don't get, you don't get a, you don't, you don't get rewarded for being healthy at all in this game. You know, you're either strong or you're not. It doesn't matter if you're healthy, right? You like so many games, you're you're like thirty plus and you just die in two turns because. You were strong early, but then you didn't transition to a, yeah, a strong sure. comp, and you just the died. life total. Yeah. The life total that you save early does not carry over yeah. like very well. Now there are moments, of course, especially when you're a tier four gamer, that it's nice to have some padding because you know you're gonna lose. You just know you're not gonna take twenty five because you have a pretty good board. So there, there are definitely some cases, of course, where where health matters. But I, I see what you mean. Saving health early has very a little consequence later on if you save that health at the cost of your growth, right? If you had invested in getting stronger, then you probably would have saved more health down the line because you wouldn't have lost that game where you take 15 plus or whatnot. And then the seven health you saved earlier doesn't look like anything. You don't care if you're insane with 37 health or insane with three health. Like it, it's it's the yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> you still just kill everyone. There's no chance of them coming back. So that kind of hurts. Yeah. That that argument does make me kind of dislike the catch up mechanic too, just because you just you're rewarding people, right? And then they get strong, and then the people that like this makes it so the people that take damage have a higher likelihood to win the lobby in in in, in prize lobbies, right? Because they have a higher chance of hitting the good prizes, and then they end up being the stronger ones in the lobby, right? Because you know they don't have a free six or something. So and, they and if taking if taking damage was just purely the result of having a bad start you can still you can make more of an argument for that but here you can take damage while leveling and you you're getting a clear advantage you are getting the tavern tier in in return for losing health right in, in other games like you can do that with economy maybe but um here you just get such an advantage for tearing up all right well that's a good that's a good question yeah <laughs> 
yeah, let us know, right? What do you guys think? You like it or not? Yeah. Uh, it's not in yet, but with the next patch, they will probably have fixed it. So then, once again, for anyone that's not really been paying attention, you're going to get better prizes when you are in the bottom half of the lobby. So something to look out for. Yes, very true. Uh, next topic, we will be talking about our overall feelings on the patch one week later. I just wanted to see how you like it. Do you hate it? Do you want more? Do you want less? So but we covered this like a, a big chunk, right? Where right now it feels cool. Lots of stuff to explore. Um, some hero specific things that we can cover, right? When we go over right. to heroes that I'm just like, hmm, this doesn't feel entirely right. <laughs> um, but you know, we knew that we knew that there would be, you know, some things where like, Ooh, that should probably be adjusted. So yeah. Um, but other than that, it's, it's been fun just figuring it out. Um, you know, we, we talked about it last time and want to emphasize again now, cool that they are taking a little chance here and there. Uh, one argument or one one thing that was brought up a ton was why are we not reworking these weaker heroes? Why are there so many garbage tier heroes that I never ever want to roll? And you know, they listened or they were already on that and it just took a while to push it out. But a lot of the weaker heroes either came back with a rework or um were just, you know, new heroes that are introduced that are stronger now. So so that is cool. So yeah, overall, overall impression is nice that you know they took a bit of a chance and then hopefully we get to rebalance a little here and there I want to what mention, about you, i'm still rolling garbage tier heroes <laughs> <I'm> still, <laughs> you I, know they didn't remove everything of course i, I, I yeah. still have those multiple gears so i'm looking at all four of my heroes and just like why <laughs> in part of that i think it's because you don't love taunt comping though right because i think a decent yeah. amount of those heroes are probably fair like for instance you got mukla you got kale right those are like Perfectly fine heroes in my book. Not great, but fine. Those are fine for me. Mukla KT are I'm not I'm not groaning, you know. At least uh it's it's some of the other ones that I still I still have some problems with. But generally for me, I've I've been liking uh just playing with the new stuff, I guess. You know, generally I'm not I don't normally care about new stuff, but I guess I I guess I was, you know, I was ready for changes, I, I, I would say. So I, I was happy just uh, seeing the new stuff in the present and whatnot, just having them come back and, and seeing how they change the game. So I generally, I've been happy with it. Uh, I'm also, I agree, super happy to see the new hero changes, just just uh, little buffs here and there. Like, done consistently will make every hero, like, you know, overall something you're not going to hate playing, right? If you see bad, if you see a, like underplayed hero and then do a small buff over time, right? Kind of like they did with Reno initially, right? Where it used to be four and they were like, ah, and then they're like, oh, I, we like this hero. Reno, we're going to take care of you. Three, ah, oh, still, works. Uh, two, oh, one. <laughs> and then <laughs> one guy's like, fuck it, we'll make it free, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, just like small buffs over time, right? If they spent that amount of dedication with every hero that's underplayed, right? Then you would have you would have a healthy meta, but Reno just has something special in there in their eyes so they they make sure that it's all right so it's an incredibly flavorful hero right yeah that's just a, a fan favorite crowd favorite the uh, you know and fun to play with you know he's, he's such 
when you do hit that early five, you're like, oh, it feels so good to press that button. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, that's that's what I I want to see that level of dedication with some of the other heroes. That's all I that's all I'm saying. But um, it's been overall just um, a good experience. Like I've been enjoying uh, just playing and testing everything. So generally, I've I've been liking the patch. Any complaints? Probably, but did none come to the top of my head, but we're probably going to go through it as we talk more in depth with some of these heroes and stuff like that. But uh, we can get uh, we can get started. We're going to go through over, um, all the new and reworked heroes and just kind of how we feel about them a week later. I don't think we've played every hero to perfection or we're going to have like every single thing figured out, but we'll see what we can. Uh, hopefully between about. us. Yeah, enough. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Sure. Uh, we should start with the new one, right? The fancy new one. Uh, in the, uh, I learned during the uh, tournament, Nina's tournament, that the final passive is an aura that affects death rattle stuff. And I was like, oh, that changes how I play this hero fundamentally. Because now, you know, mech menace is really nice. You know, de demons are really nice. Beasts are really so, nice. He's a one-sided deathwing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, for it, sure. It's it's better because you're, you're getting the three. Yeah, you get the as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think um, that does initially how I was playing him was kind of like uh, you know use it for tempo, try to you know force into some type of comp with, you know with five drops or something. But I I think just uh, banking on the ability of like all your death rattles are three threes and stuff like that and and how max beasts and max beast demons are like low level compositions where you don't have to be five or or six to make them work is pretty uh good argument that you can index on that kind of thing because it's kind of hard to level with this hero uh, and not die right or and use the hero power because i i had a, a rough game where i um i spiked and then i leveled and then i was like and then i died and i was like yeah. if i just triggered the passive i wouldn't have died right i would have been strong enough so it, it's hard to force the leveling uh since you can't trigger the the passive ability and level at the same time so i think you want to be you know uh a high enough tavern tier that you can make a comp but not high enough where you're leveling and not using the ability or triggering the ability in a fast enough time you know what a perfect tavern tier for that is cause uh no i uh... <laughs> don't tell me before I, I think yeah i think this guy is amazing on four but that's uh you know it's obviously preliminary testing and you know in the same way when i talked about say uh Sindragosa, which we can talk about a bit in, in a, later like i think what makes her good at taunt comp is you have a board of high stats things so you don't have to immediately grab whatever you need to be strong you can say oh i'm gonna roll until i see the champ the arm, the shields, the Argus. You can you can sort of cherry pick what you want on your board, and you're not immediately going to drop. And I think this guy does that really well. Where once you proc the second part of the hero power, your um, your board and hand getting plus two plus two. That's a very good tempo boost, and and especially if you say we're able to add a bronze warden or so in the mix from an early three drop. Because usually you will proc the second part on turn on tier three, unless you know you don't have good chops and you just level and you want to do it on four. That's fine. 
but then uh, then you actually get to just roll and, and buy what you want. And then the the final one happens, uh, I think, once you have some minions that you want to keep, and you're like, oh, okay, pop, I get the I get the number three. Everything gets another plus two plus two. If I buy Deflecto now from the shop, or I already had it on my board, plus two plus two. So I do think that this guy does a lot better or worse depending on when mechs are in, because mm. that easy buff, um, especially when you think about it with magnetic magnetic doubles that bonus because your menace now carries the stats to your deflecto or whatnot your module carries the stats to your egg so both the egg has plus two plus two and a module so it's plus four plus four just from the um the buffs they had so it, it's it's really nice in that in that regard uh, especially if you could somehow have them early let's say you had to pop the second passive on tier four and you could do it on a module and an egg oh my god it's just yeah, so many buffs, so good. So yeah, that, that's my preliminary preliminary analysis for this guy, where, as you mentioned, leveling is difficult because it's hard to buy a bunch of minions and level all the time. So a lot of it, I think, is on tier four where you just get strong and then you know roll for the good stuff. I think if mechs aren't in and you still have to play this guy, you can try to just get something strong and level, but that is a lot riskier and a lot more difficult. Yeah, I would say um, demons are one option, right? Because it's a lot. It's very easy to get tier three demons, right? You get a juggler, you get a uh, what's it called, the imprisoner, right? Like those, those you can keep, right? And you can you can hit those on tier three, right? So you have an option there, right? Mechs are I think are very clear, uh, very strong because you can just go deflecto. Menace is really good. Uh, Anora module is really good. You can just do beast stuff, uh, mech stuff, and then beasts are like questionable because like you you kind of need a mama right that means you need a triple and get a five or you need to level to five leveling to five with this hero means you're not triggering the passive early so you're kind of getting punished so i don't recommend like leveling to five right you essentially need a triple on four and hit a mama early right like play normal and then you triple into a mama and be like okay i can do b stuff but it is an option and then pirates just because gambler uh, makes the triggering your passive a lot easier so if like pirates and mechs are in i think this is pretty viable like pirates mechs demons and then maybe beasts if you want that extra option um i think those are essentially what you're looking for to be in if you want to have like a healthy like non-rng game and then if if if, if you don't hit any of that you can still do taunt comp you know like you know just play taunt comp and just uh, not use the passive but be strong enough early that you can go and make it work so i i, I think it's playable it's, a, it's it's not a it's not a leveling hero to five that i like to do right so i was having difficulty i was like this hero sucks every time i level i die <laughs> and then i was like okay maybe maybe not the way to do this uh correctly but i, I think those are the things you want to be looking for if you want to make this uh hero uh perform consistently I think if you just hit the nuts early, then we can talk about, oh, just push to five and go to six, right? But we're talking about you get the buff like two bronze wardens early or something silly. It's just, okay, you know, you're you're very strong now. Two bronze uh, wardens, double gambler, you know? And then, oh, yeah, yeah. Just getting tons of tokens, right? Just economy, <laughs> economy, economy. You get the buy, 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 sell, 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 buff, buff, buff. Then sure, do whatever. But I think in, in most games, realistically speaking, tier four is the place for this guy. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, but I, I, any 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 last thoughts on them or not? 
Yeah, just this like thing we talked, we covered at the start where it is an aura, meaning your death rattles do get buffed. So I I had some decent success just in the late game being like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Deathwing now. Cool. <laughs> let's let's get menace on everything. Let's put that uh, rat pack down or whatnot. You know, just um, anything that really benefits from that is is pretty cool. Get an so, M llama. Easy. Yeah, that was a bit more difficult, but <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, plus two plus two on every spawn. Oh, rover felt amazing. Right. Four fives from a regular rover. Right. That's nasty, right? So you make a golden rover. Mmm, that's what that's four sixes. So that's uh six, you get eight. six eights yeah. for a golden rover. You put a karaji at the end. Mmm, that's a lot of buffs. So yeah. yeah. Uh, things that rely on tokens like rover, like just you know menace, um, double dip in this in this passive. So very nice. Karaji combo seems really good here as well, right? Just because you know you're playing an acolyte, it's like a four three, a four four into a four three. Like yeah, that's that's okay. And then you're buffing everything, and then you hit like you you play rover rover <laughs> instead of mama. You just put a rover in, and it's kind of the same, you know. Actually, so yeah. So maybe something you can look at where if you're hitting early rovers with this guy, maybe not automatically skip over them as you normally would with a rover. You're like, huh? If I can get two rovers to get buffed initially and then get the passive on top of that later, and then triple them, it's like, oh, one giant ass rover spawning giant ass tokens. Sounds fun. Uh, All right, ready to move on. Don't be a long podcast. Uh, Galakron is our next uh, hero. So I've seen a lot of people play him. I think there's two ways to play him where you go and you stay a little bit low level and you try to get a good six and then you use that six or five, sometimes we go fives, to carry your comp. Like hope the six gives you direction and that carries your comp. Or you can kind of play it normal, just use the hero power sporadically, try to get... Uh, early four, early five, or like get to tavern tier early four, early five, and then see if you just run a ton of sixes from your hero power at being on five, or a ton of fives from your hero power being on four. You know, like some people go like Nomi, try to hit a ton of Nomi's, da, da, da. some people try to hit a ton of Eliza's, da, da, da. Well, Imam's, da, da, da. Um, so those are the two ways I've seen it. I personally like just playing normally uh, and then just like getting the early five or six and and then getting multiple copies just because it um it feels less all in the weakness though is that you're not really having a good hero power until you start getting good hits right so you maybe use it like once or twice in the early game and then hope that's enough to carry you but um i've seen both both play styles so I don't I don't necessarily know which one's more consistent, but those are the ones I've seen. I um spent some time on stream today just theory crafting the curves because I, I played one and then I realized okay, I actually don't really know where I want to go with this guy. <laughs> I think the, the obvious one that everyone wants to try is let me just start straight away and freeze one guy and then just get an Eliza really early, which which can happen, right? And then you're very strong. But you can also not hit Eliza. Now it is a discover, yeah. so it's it's the same way you would normally treat six drops. You would look, okay, our elementals in, our beasts in, right? If they're both out, then pirate. I don't do that. Are in. Ooh, <laughs> baby, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I 
and and right now Galakrond is not doing that hot in the stats um, in HS replay. I, I believe he's bottom tier two, so not not insane, but he does feel insane. So I think a lot of it is um, too many donkey levelers, hyper levelers taking a crap ton of damage and dying. I think as we get better with Galakrond, the stats definitely gonna rise because he felt super safe when um, I took a four drop with him. So. This was without economy. I think if you start with economy, you can do some some cool stuff. But if you start without economy, you can just reform curve. But then on six gold, where you would normally hero power, buy a thing, uh, and then uh, level, you can hero power something, the three drop you had frozen, and then buy the four drop on six gold and just level. And suddenly you find yourself in a position where you have a four drop on six gold that's early. Usually, um, you know, you get it on seven gold at the earliest when, say, your Zephyrus, uh, seven gold, you um, you level up and you hear a power, a pair that you had on board, and you triple into a four drop. Uh, Galakrond gets them on six gold. Sometimes even earlier, if you start with economy, that's a different story. Because if you start with economy, you can do exactly the same thing, but you can just hero power the uh, turn one minion. You know, let's say you start with a Salamental. Turn one, you sell the elemental, you repair something in the shop, it's already a two drop, you freeze it. And then next turn, it's already a three drop. So you would either get the four drop a turn earlier, or you would get a five drop on six gold. So some silly, silly stuff you can do with Galakrond. And I think what makes them so strong is that you can, you're not stuck with whatever you roll. You can re-roll it. You can just say, oh, yeah, those are some bad three drops. I'll go for the four. Oh, those are some bad four drops. I go for five. Hey, that's a Mithrax. Nice. Let's go. So it's kind of like in stable evolution. Someone pointed out in the chat that does feel like it. Like, ah, garbage, garbage. Hello. That's a really good card. Let's take that. So yeah. I think this, yeah, go ahead. You're going more fob curve, I'm assuming, or something else? Yeah, so that, that is reform curve. Okay. Uh, I think you can also do other curves. But for I think for the purpose of the podcast, we're not going to go like insanely in-depth, um, right? Where I, I think, okay, so like, the reform curve is one, and I guess the other one would be where you um, you level on four gold, mm -hmm. and then you sell your token and you hear a power again, and then on five gold you get to buy the four drop already because you started with economy, and then you get to roll to see if you can freeze a shop with two three drops, and then a turn after you hear a power one of those three drops and you buy the other one. So you only need one good three drop. And the second one is just food for your hero power. And then you have two four drops early and a three drop, which also seems really strong. But I would only try that if you started with a token. So it's almost like a guff curve where on that uh, six gold thing, you just like um, go for. Uh... Oh, no, wait, it's the other one. You don't level there. So on, on, uh, on six gold, you would level and roll. You wouldn't hero power. Guff would hero power, but this guy. I, I thought about it. I was like, oh yeah, and then on 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 six gold, I'll just level for five gold and then hero power or something. But then I figured, well, then I have one three drop in the shop. That makes no sense. It's better to roll and try to freeze two three drops and let the shop just go if I didn't roll a good shop. So it is a little risky, right? Because you know, you we all have experienced this. You you power level the three, you're like, all right, where's the good three drops? And then it's three one drops and a two drop, and you're like, Bob, what the fuck? What is this? So a little riskier that curve. I think the reform curve is more stable. So if you want to try it out, I think reform curving. And if the four drop is good, I would recommend bunker in particular. Bunker that early 
is nutty because <laughs> sometimes he's yeah sometimes bonkers survives and goes again right so you get four gems early or three gems early so that, that's that's been my experience with galakrond um oh yeah and the reroll aspect this is something that if you've played a lot you have that feeling let's say you know we're playing old Maev or we're playing Rafam. Mm -hmm. this happens a lot where you have the opportunity to triple you need to figure out if it's a five or a six how broken would it be if you could take a peek and see is a lightfang or mithrax no then i'll take a six <laughs> that's you can do that with this guy i did that with this guy i was like oh it's lightfang i'll take it oh it's not lightfang i'll skip it <laughs> i'll take the six next turn thank you very much so I think that is uh, that is probably the, the the strongest aspect of this hero. On top of, I think the shenanigans are also just crazy, right? Sometimes I fought someone that had an Eliza on seven gold. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool, I guess. So I don't think this hero is great for the game right now because getting an Eliza on seven gold is pushing it a little bit, right? Yeah. Even my Ev yeah. didn't. Even my Ev didn't do that crap, right? And she got sent to the <laughs> yeah, Shadow Realm for. But that Galakron is like Tavern Tier 2 or something like that. You know, it's. It was seven gold. That is not crazy. <laughs> like, okay, Collins. Oh, no. I'll be on Tavern Tier 2 with an Eliza on my board on seven gold. Uh, oh, uh, Lord. How will I ever recover? Right? Uh, no. <laughs> Let's not let's not be like, oh, poor guy. He's only on Tavern Tier 2. That guy's going to slay everybody, right? He's super strong. Uh, that's so much better. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I don't think right now in his current iteration, he's healthy for the game. But, you know, one week, a few games here and there, some high rolling stuff. Maybe next week I have a different opinion. But that's, that's what it feels like right now. Just because there's many ways to play him and a lot of them feel strong. And I think once the player base is figured out, that you don't have to Pepega, you don't have to take 30 damage and then try to stabilize. He's actually, because I see some Galakrons, like Tavern Tier 4 on 7 gold, full open fort, nothing on their board, <laughs> with the 6 drop frozen in the shop. I'm like, bro, you don't have to take that amount of risk here. You know, just put some minions on your board, don't take 30. Uh, so I think once we stop doing that, the stats are going to start going up. Yeah, um, if... If you look at the stats in HS replay, if you take like half the you know top fifty percent, right? He's like bottom tier three. I mean top of tier three, you cut it out to like top the higher tier, he goes up a bit, right? So I'm I'm assuming like the tra trajectory is upwards, right? As people play better, uh you know, you'll get less like free losses with the hero and you'll 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 start seeing um more wins and more top fours right like I, I think his win percentage is pretty reasonable right for for a hero so uh his potential is there right he can win lobbies and whatnot so uh just people need to get better at like not insta dying right like i've done this before you know with uh, some heroes where i'm just like we're gonna we're either gonna win or we're dying you know uh, tier six <laughs> or bust you know there's no there's no top four gaming here we're just gonna win or we're gonna die. You know, it's like playing Alex Straza kind of. <laughs> like I'm getting a Caligos or I'm dying. I actually played Alex Straza recently. I got a Caligos again. So that's like two Alex Straza games, two Caligos. So, you know, I'm just saying maybe they buffed the Alex Straza. My opponent today pulled Caligos Dong. Uh, I was sitting I, I there. Really, bro? Kelly Dong? Okay, then. I didn't get Kelly Dong. I just got like Kelly. Kelly three six. Bro, you got unlucky. What the I hell? Know. Kelly had a three six. <laughs> yeah. Damn. 
I, I How did was, you survive? I was so complaining. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do think the hero has potential. So um, there's a lot of ways to uh, play it out, at least. So I think as people yeah. like, eventually there's going to be like a consensus on what the best curve is or what the best style is. And then like a lot of people yeah, yeah. are just going to adapt that. So we haven't got to that at this point or, you know, they haven't told me yet, you know? So, you know, if you know I, it, I think Saf, maybe we can bring Saf on yeah, or, or something. Next, next yeah. Week. yeah. He was telling me he had like five out of six games with Galli, uh, Galakron was a win. Because well, uh, he started with economy. That's just Saf. Doing... That's just Saf. Yeah, that's, like, that's how he rolls, I, right? Yeah, like, like... He, he squeezes the most out of a game. He's like, all right, we're, we're winning this. Or he's much more in, in that regard, like top one or top eight. Yeah. Uh, that's all, yeah. I don't know. You know, that, he says that with every yeah. hero he plays. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's true, right? Like what you're saying, um, over the next few weeks, we're going to get the consensus, right? On like, oh, this is the way you play him. I do think with Galakrond, it's not really set in stone because you have yeah. to see, okay, which things did I get? And right. does it make sense to take one now? So I think that might be something where there there will be this bar to entry where you need this level of understanding of the game where you say, okay, I can't just say take a four, take a five. You got to see which fours did you get offered, which five did you get offered. Sometimes the four is amazing. Sometimes it's garbage and you should take a five. Sometimes taking a five will kill you and you shouldn't take a five. So uh, sometimes the five is garbage and you want the six. So. That, that's that's going to be on part of the player where we can't make this completely cut and dry. Always do this curve. You're going to have to see what you roll. Saying I can't be brain dead. That is a that is a darn shame. You know, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Just turn off the brain. <laughs> Let the game play, you know, but all right, we'll figure oh, it out. You can always just complain. You can always take it to six and complain if it's not a lot. Ah, my favorite strat. That's true. That's that's a good strategy. <laughs> that is a good strategy. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Uh, next here we'll be talking about is Trade Prince Gallywix. I know you have a lot to say about this hero, so let me start. <laughs> but... uh Generally, I think this hero is pretty interesting if you know what compositions you want to pick up, or if you have the if you have in your mind what compositions you're going to play and what what makes sense with this hero. Because uh, I've seen, or uh, well, I've seen I've done comps where you know I, I'm almost playing normally, not not really thinking about this hero and just being like, oh, I have two extra gold here. Oh, I have three extra gold here, and that 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 actually feels okay at some times but then uh sometimes you you like lock yourself into um what's the word you you like lock yourself into utilizing this hero power as best as possible right so you're like buying things that you don't necessarily care about or need just so that you could use the hero power so i'm i'm i guess i'm just talking about the warning signs because i feel like that's not that's not what's coming out of your mouth but uh generally i think the hero is okay uh, um in terms of like it's a good hero for winning and it but i wouldn't say it's like the easiest to play right because having extra gold is just uh it's a hard mechanic to balance right like t running out of time because even with 10 gold sometimes i'm i'm running out of time right and, and the way i play right sometimes i'm like thinking for like 70 percent of the match or the the, the clock and then like the next 30 seconds, I'm doing everything, you know? And when I have like 15 gold, I, I forget how much extra 
plays you can make with like five extra like yeah. it's surprising how much extra things you can do i'm not out of gold yet holy <laughs> crap yeah. well how often do you roll that shot and you're like oh if i wish i had one extra gold so yeah. now you've got five extra gold so. yeah yeah so uh it's definitely one of those heroes where you have to be in intimately aware of what your game plan is uh when you start those turns because you have to use that gold and there's so much you can do with an extra three, four gold that um, if you're not using it properly, right? There's there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I have like six gold left. I'll buy two things, you know, I, you know, where like that's not the play. <laughs> the play is to roll it down and to figure out what you're going to do. Like you can roll into like so much things and fundamentally change your game plan with those rolls but you you just get lazy you get tired and you just like oh run it down so you so it is it is a like almost like a high skill hero in that you either need to have a game plan that you're aware of and, and can execute properly where you know what you're looking for or you just have to be very flexible and like i have this much extra gold i can use it or or i i need to buy the token this turn da, da, da. next turn is going to be incredibly taxing on you know on my resources and my time so i have to be careful that the you know firewall exploit probably hero you know in in a sense but uh you can take it from there i guess yeah the um i think the main thing about so i think this hero can easily be defined as a win more hero where you know, he, he snowballs like crazy. Once you have an engine, man, Gallywix is amazing at using the engine. I think, again, in the weeks to follow, what the community needs to figure out is, is there a juicy curve that you can do early where you um, use, utilize the hero power, you get a little bit stronger, or you get the level a little bit easier, and um, just helps you get to that stage where you get the engine. Because I think this is oftentimes um, overlooked Right where people say, oh, this hero is the absolute nuts, he's so strong. They see the hero when he pops off, but they don't see how often that you don't pop off right. because of the lack of their yeah. health early on. So yeah, I, I, I had Flat Dusk Agon with this guy, and my goodness, amazing, right? You get Hoggers with this guy, holy crap, so much money. You get like Nomi or any anything else that just does a lot of buying and selling and buying and selling. This guy is the, so good at that. So he turns that okay i'm either second or first into okay i'm getting the first i'm just gonna you know i'm so big there's no way now i had a fairly good game where i had a um selemental start two selementals and there was this cool thing that i could do where i could level to uh three a turn earlier while still buying a minion because on five gold i had sold a minion so then my next turn is seven gold. Now, normally when you level up on the six gold turn, you've got one gold left. Now, because I had the Gallywix hero power, I had two gold left because I started with double Selemental. I could sell another Selemental and then buy uh, another unit. So instead of having to level and not do anything and just roll away the excess gold, suddenly six gold was actually kind of a good turn to level. Because usually I say six gold is a horrible turn to level because you just flow the gold and you can't do anything. But because I had a double token start specifically as Gallywigs, I was able to level at minimal discomfort. I, I essentially just skipped one minion. That's all that happened. And then suddenly you're on tier three and things were looking pretty good for me. And you I could had level extra gold, you know? Just yeah. And then I could I could level a little easier to four after that. So <laughs> I, I do think, you know, like tokens, tokens, tokens. This guy just uses tokens so well. Um 
so it, it's to be it's to be seen i think in the future whether um you can consistently get to the lead game with Gallywix, then yeah it might be really busted but right now especially for the vast majority of the player base i think in a lot of games and people don't really talk about it right they talk about oh, i popped off so hard on Gallywix, and talk about like yeah i played Gallywix. i didn't have a hero power for a long time i didn't triple and then i died because you know nothing you know the hero power didn't do anything for me or like one or two extra gold somewhere whoop de whoop de do so that will really be the, the the deciding factor i think between this hero being okay-ish on the fringes or actually good uh, right now i'm leaning to more okay-ish but i can absolutely be wrong where you know you maybe it's also a lobby dependent thing yeah if all that, that's are in. what i was gonna ask oh if, okay um... yeah yeah i mean look at Jamis, right absolute top tier hero murlocs and beasts and somewhat underwhelming <laughs> no murlocs no beasts so yeah that might be a very good point yeah is it gonna be like elementals pirates kind of quobor thing right where you need you need the like you want to have a flat test you want to have like those pirate a hogger shenanigans you want to have uh you know celebental is really good at, at, at being able to fix curves you know uh, easily right where the tokens work as well right but you're also you get weaker when you do it right where with the with celebrity oh, not really... necessarily where i think you can start with the token and then just sell it a bit easier later to level i don't think you necessarily have to buy cells straight away yeah no but I'm yeah but i'm saying like a Celemental, you sell one, you get a 2-2 two -two back, where oh, uh, the 2-1 Murloc, you sell it, you're losing a 1-1. One -one. Like, in the early game, that, that can be, like, too helpful. Well, you would, you would only sell it when it would make sense, right? You would yeah, only yeah, you yeah. Wouldn't sell it before the gold. So most of the time, I don't think it really makes you that much. But anyway, I feel I feel like that's the detail. Doesn't I really agree. I, I, I think you're yeah. right there, but it, it is something to consider. But... The... Um... You know, I think it, it feels a bit, now that we talk about it, right, like figuring it out uh, on the podcast, it feels a bit more like uh, Hookdusk, Millhouse-ish, where some lobbies are extremely good for those yeah. heroes, where you've got pirates, right? You get to play with Swabby, you get to play with the money pirates, you get to play with the cat, you get to play with the Murloc, you get to play with Sally. So, and on top of that, if Quillbores are in, you can buy bacon, sell bacon, you get the money later on get the gems right now. As you mentioned, Flattusk is in, Hogger is in. So... I think that probably has a big part to play in whether you want to play this hero or not. Like how much economy is in and are those really those those really good tools? Are they in? Do you get the hogger? Do you get the flat disc or are they banned? That's very fair. All right, good stuff. So I guess consensus is it's a lot of potential here, but might be very lobby dependent. You can play him. That's my consensus. If you want to play him, you know, I'm not stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> there are some heroes I'd be like, no, don't play this one. <laughs> this one, <laughs> this one's fine, you know. So feel free. Uh, next hero we talking about is my Ev. My Ev, I've been surprised because I haven't played her, but I have watched multiple people play her, and every time they've gotten eighth, and I'm just like, huh, okay, well, I don't want to play her. <laughs> Every time I see someone oh, play, wow. they've got an eight. You know, has your experience been different? Because I've just seen multiple people. Yeah, uh, I just like dumpstered the lobby okay. so easy on her earlier. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's all about high rolling with her, right? It's it's. Uh, I, I guess theoretically speaking, she didn't really get weaker if you had a good game, but a bad game on her hurts so much more now because you have to wait one additional turn. 
right? If you get what you want early, you get your micronomies, you get your acolytes, you're strong, you get economy, you get the hero power. You kind of wanted a six anyway, right? So you're getting that six regardless. Are you Sometime. like forced to get a six now? Is that is that the difference? So in in the in the game I had, I took a very early five because I had a micromummy triple insanely early. Oh, uh, that's but the I just, difference. Okay. Yeah, and, and because because of the hero power, it actually helped because it was stayed in the shop one turn longer. I could just hit the level button. So I think if you get a very early triple now, she might actually be better because you just smash the level button and then when it comes out. You don't have to take a four, right? You could take a five. Now, I think in most games, you're probably still looking for a six, but it, it depends on when you when you pin it. As I mentioned at the start of the podcast, I do feel better right now in this meta to do a bit more tempo-oriented. So I think that's where people are going wrong with Maev, where they're just locked in this mentality where it has to be a six. I need to get flat tusk and I need to start scaling. And I think it's totally five. That, I think it's totally fine that if you get to pin your triple early enough for a five, that you can take a five. Depends a bit, of course, on your health total, etc. Whereas before, uh, Maev was a little bit stronger early. You wouldn't have to wait as long, and you and the meta was also a little different, right? The meta was more set. Expectations were made, and you were like, okay, I, I can get away with this right now. Especially, you know, that's something in particular, Mutinous. It feels like Mutinous has these stupid spikes throughout the game where he just eats something large, it goes on a shield, and they take 20 damage. The mama the bear is... spike. Yeah, something nutty, right? Or it's this... half of the time, it's this huge tormented ritualist eating my entire board and just buffing plus eight plus eight on the thing that's around their edges and, and nothing died and it takes so much damage. So I think that might be a problem that people are running into right now with my effort. They're sort of locked in their way. It has to be a six. And I think as long as you're just going for the tempo pick, she's probably still okay. I'll have to play more, of course. And I did high roll my game. So that is the disclaimer, right? But I did get a quite a convincing first. I, I think what helped as well, it was in a prize lobby. So uh... I did, I got the gold to fix my curve. Because normally when you power level with my Ev, you have a turn where all you can do is level and you yeah. can't level hero power. The coins made it so that I could level hero power, which, you know, makes oh. a bit of a difference, right? It's it's only three turns later that you get the minion, but still. it's it's oh, it, So it, you're locked it, in. You can't level hero power if you do it normally. At like at Well, if, if you power level, right? But I think right now, if you have an early triple and you are... So the normal reform curve, even though we're playing my FR, we do call it reform curve. Yeah, yeah level at six gold seven gold eight gold yeah but you can start five gold six gold seven gold if you have the triple early because i think part of it is the hero power is just purely there to make the triple and then it's like drop it it's done right because three turns into the future that's a long time to invest into it also messes with your shop a little bit if you have to pin early and you have two other things in stasis um, because you already start losing a shop slot Whereas before you'd have to be tier six and have two two things pinned, yeah. you would lose a shop slot then. Now you can already lose a shop slot on tier four if you have two things pinned and you pin the third one. Uh, the third, essentially you would have to end your turn on a hero yeah. power. Otherwise you would block your shop. Oh. So I think the hero power is purely something where, okay, I would be wasting the gold anyway, so I'll just hero power now. 
So I, I think that's how we're, we're going to play. You know, if we're going to play Maev, I think that's how we're going to play her. You just use the hero power for triple, and then you just put it aside and you say, okay, you've done your job. I can use you if I hate wasting that last gold. You know, maybe I'll pin a Baron or a Selfless later on so that I can have it when it matters. Uh, but right now you're you're done here, power. I think three turns serious. is so late though. Like that's that's the issue, right? Let's say you're pinning like a mug. Three turns in the future. Oh my god. <laughs> like the game's over <laughs> at that point. <laughs> you know, um I'm looking at the, the winning compositions, right, for my app, and they're all tier six comps, right? One is Pirate Scam, right? So they have Eliza's, one is Kelly Ghost. You know, it's tier six, and the other one is like, you know, uh, is elementals, right? With like double little rag genie, of course, you know. So, it, the people that are winning are just hitting triples, getting sixes, right? And then using the sixes to win, right? But the the real issue with my ev is if you don't get an early triple, you're dead, right? Like the my ev before these changes had a like one of the worst eight place rates, uh, before like she was a really good like top one hero but she was also a really really punishing top eight hero if you if you don't get a, a good roller you can't salvage and that's gotten worse right it's gotten worse with the changes where if you don't get the triple you just die you know you <laughs> there's no there's not a lot of salvation for you here because you just you don't have a good line your board is full of one drops and you're taking a lot of damage leveling, right? Because you you need a hyper level to hit the triple, right? Or get something, right? So you're just taking a lot of extra damage because that early, like earlier, right? You would have a little bit more strength, right? Just because you're getting an extra minion a, a turn earlier. So you're a little bit stronger. Now you're not. So you're just taking more damage. And then if you don't hit something powerful, if you don't hit a triple, a good six, right? Or two good sixes, then you just get, you just get blasted. So you just have to be very careful right my experience when i was watching my opponents play they got eighth like multiple like i think i had two or three games where the maev was eighth and that was like okay <laughs> you know like there was there was nothing there for you because they didn't hit the triple you know they didn't have an, a line to, to to survive i think that she um she might not really be worth picking up for newer players but i think when you have someone that is extremely comfortable with old Maev, pick up new Maev, they can probably still make it work. I, I guess that would be my my instinct right now. You know, we're obviously talking early on. We don't really have all the data yet. We don't have, you know, other people telling us like, oh no, wait, this here is actually really good. This is how you have to play her. But that's what it feels like right now, where what you say is true, it is more punishing now. But before there was also this huge divide, right? Where it was first or eighth. But the good players rarely got an eighth on my head because they were they would they would just either find a way to triple or they would know that okay it's not happening it's not happening i'm let gonna me start salvage yeah yeah that's true yeah let me start. whereas other people are like all right well i have the pairs i guess i think this is probably one of the most common mistakes people make on these reform curve heroes they know the generic game plan is to get a six so they have their pairs and they say oh let me just go to tier five and then next turn, I'll probably roll into one, and then I get the six. That's what I do. Absolutely, <laughs> well, they get absolutely dumpstered the turn they go to five, and then even if they hit it the turn after, it needs to be absolutely perfect. Or they're That's dead. true. Right? It's yeah, you, so, like, yeah. 
you gotta be real careful on that turn you know it, it's a choice you're making and you've got to be very aware what do i do if i hit a six like because you say okay i'm gonna level to five you hit a six what do you do if you actually hit the six right can you instantly become the strongest in the lobby that one turn right a lot of people are like okay i'll do i'll level go and i'll get the six and then like they get the six and they're still weak, right? They need an extra turn and they die, right? Yeah, but they just pull a flat test and I'm like, all right, now let me just roll for the agam. Oh, I died. Yeah, there's a... the one flat test doesn't actually yeah. get you a house. You, you like sometimes you've got to you've got to pre-set up your board to up you to hit the six and then win, right? Like I had I had a couple of games where I was leveling, I was playing Yogg or something, right? I was leveling, I had like a bunch of weird stuff, and then. Uh, I level to five, right? And it's just like, ah, what do I do, right? You know, I, I have this scallywag that normally you sell because it's like, I had like three pairs and like a scally and something and I picked up like a five, six off my yacht here. Normally you sell the scally, but I'm like, no, 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 no. If I, if I hit an Eliza, then the scally is like the best yeah, card in my board. So I, I kept the scally, threw something else that wasn't like necessary. I hit the triple, hit the Eliza, instant put the scally there. I'm like the strongest in the lobby right but a lot of people just like absolutely sell the skelly because it doesn't really fit but it's like a very key composition for something that you know you're gonna hit if you if you do hit the six drop so it's just like something you're aware of like pre-setting up your board so that if you do hit exactly what you want you can immediately transition and be a strong you don't need like that half a turn or one turn setup switch where you're rolling for the skelly now you're rolling for the bear and all or you're rolling for you know, dragons or something, right? Like if you pre-set up to get a Kelly ghost and you just poop, Kelly ghost, five dragons already. Like it's very easy to play the game, right? You don't have to like spend that extra turn looking for like a Murazon. So that's just something you have to be aware of. And that, that, that's super evident in like these type of heroes where you, like your game plan is to get a six, right? But you haven't like pre-set up your board where if you do get the six, you're, you're, you're instantly strong. You, you don't have to you, wait. You need turn. to plan for when you yeah. get lucky as well. Yeah when you get unlucky, right? And I'll be like, oh, I got the six, now what? Right, yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's a big deal when you, you know, the same thing as if you go for fives, as for sixes, you start looking, do I have a skelly? Do I have dragons for Kelly? For fives, a lot of it is, let me spread mm -hmm. out my types. So I can yeah, yeah, fang you're, yeah. A, you're a Mithrax like yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, you get tell, a... Yeah, go ahead. I, I agree. No, I, I'm just agreeing with you. Like, how many games do you go, you hit a life fang and you're like, well, now I need to find my types. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like what are you doing? You, you know, you kept you kept the spawn, you kept an acolyte, whereas you could have kept the murloc, you could have kept the dragon, right? And if you very specific, especially let's say you're playing something like Janus, and you know you're getting two fives, you know you can really set your port up towards that. So okay, cool. So for for my Ev right now, weaker, absolutely more fragile, more you know if you get bad luck, it's going to be very difficult, but. I still want to experiment a lot with her. My games overall have been good. So I don't know if I'm high rolling. I don't know if it's just that extra experience from playing a ton of my have before. Because she was this hero where if you wouldn't get first, you'd be like, oh, what did I do wrong? I didn't get a first on my have. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's saying something, you know, how good a hero is. Um, first was the norm. Now, obviously, you didn't get first every time, but eight is also fair. the norm for, for many. Yeah. Right? So just gonna, you know, gonna, I, I'm not making people feel bad. Like, oh, wait, I played my F a ton and I never get first. No, eighth was also the norm, too. So, yeah, like, the norm is first, and then the next rank is eighth. <laughs> like, that's the norm. <laughs> yeah. So, just, yeah, it's not always like uh, flowers and roses and that kind of, uh, that game plan. So, yeah, just be, but it, it was a very strong hero for sure. 
<sighs> Anyways, my overall impression, I kind of want to play her now that you've talked about it. So, uh, I, but I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, you know, like Same yeah, recommend it, yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna try it. I'm not gonna recommend it, but you know, it has potential there. You know, it's not if you're not already confident. If my suggestion of not playing it affects you, then don't play it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, like that, that kind of thing. If you if you're good enough and you don't care what the hell I say, then you just play whatever you want, right? But if you if you want to just, uh, you know, not lose MMR for no reason, then I would, wouldn't recommend it for sure. Next hero we'll be talking about is Edwin. Edwin, okay, so I think the change for Edwin has been okay, right? When I've played this hero, like, you, the, the stats are pretty okay. Like, they've been competitive. I've, I've seen some Edwins with, like, gigantic Hydrocles, and I'm like, that's, that's quick. Where I'm like, wow, that was that was an early like gigantic hydra and things like that, deflectors and, and so so I've seen um it seems better. Now, is it like the strongest hero tier one or anything? No. I, I wouldn't say so, but I haven't been like ah Edwin laugh, you know, that kind of feeling with oh, with Edwin. Oh, <laughs> Where I like they're playing Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, a, what a jerk uh, what, what a dummy or something like that it, it actually seems okay um i wouldn't necessarily say it's a winning hero where you play head when you think you're gonna win but i think this is a reasonable like top four uh you know like one big hydra can do a lot of work if you can get like one big deflecto two big deflectos right like it does a reasonable amount of work so i, I think the change has been respectable like I, i'm been happy with this change i don't think it's too powerful um, I don't think it's too weak either. So I, I've generally been okay with the, with the Edwin change. Well, I will admit that I have not been able to play an Edwin yet, okay. but I just based off what I've seen in my lobbies and just purely thinking, well, what would happen if Edwin's attack would scale twice as fast? You know, that's got, that's gotta be at least decent. So yeah, same, same opinion here for now. Do want to play a bit more? I think this hero does, um, you know, very dependent on what's in and what's out, right? Yeah, How you, are in, cleaves are in, yeah, so yeah. huge deal. You you need max and beast or something like that. Uh, cleaves are still very key. Uh, deflecto, like you can play regular max nowadays. Like like if you have like a two thirty deflectors, like that's that's enough. So, uh, you, but you need those in. Uh, you know, dragons like bronze warden still has value. And whatnot. Going um going off the stats here, right? Just just looking them up. Mm -hmm. If we're looking at the HS replay top one percent, he's parsing slightly below Omu. So that's a really good average placement below if you're Omu? Yeah, you're in you're in good company if you're right below Omu. So uh we got uh at the top of tier two, we got Omu, Edwin, Deathwing, Alakir. So that's those are the way. top four there in top two. What's Deathwing doing here? Well, Deathwing, I think <laughs> I think Deathwing is good. I think you're I think you're very late on the Deathwing train, right? So XD, you know, I'm always a fan of tier four stuff, right? So you don't have to, you know, try very hard to convince me. But uh XD was very, very praising of Deathwing a long time ago already. And I was just like, all right, whatever, I'll just start playing Deathwing again. And yeah, it's a top four machine. It's just very good at getting top four. You just do the thing where you play eggs, menace, deflectos, do a little tom comp, do a little thing here and there. 
play some wrath packs in the Ooh, middle and uh, it doesn't win yeah it's not very exciting it's an M it's a very boring mmr machine but it works you know you just play play mech and that's very good I, don't play was, deathwing when mechs are i was playing against someone they went to level six on like eight gold yeah i was like they were they were tavern tier six on eight gold and i was just like okay <laughs> Like that's that's fun, you know. You know they were doing like the old Deathwing strat was you just hit a rat pack and you level, right? They hit a they hit pack leader rat pack and they just leveled uh, to six, and it, it worked out for him. But he didn't win, but you know he, he almost got there. It's because I was playing in the lobby, you know. <laughs> yeah, you would have won in a normal lobby, not one raised by my my presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I uh, did I even win that? Uh, I don't I don't remember the game, but it, I know that he didn't end up winning. I think I did win the lobby. <laughs> Feels bad, man. Uh, but yeah, it it wasn't it, 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 it was I was confused when I saw it. I was like, oh, he's a he's he's faster than me, you know. It's it's uh it's too quick. But yeah, I, I think that's when he has some value. But we're not talking about Deathwing. We're talking about Edwin, right? And Edwin seems seems viable, right? If Mexican Beaster and Cleaves, you have Cleaves and Divine Shields, right? Uh, very good target. Very safe hero. Not not a hero you're expecting to win the lobby, but definitely a hero you can expect to maybe top four if you get the right uh, the right minions and things like that. So I think it's pretty pretty solid. Like I I I didn't think this change would be as impactful as it ended up being. You know, I was uh, I was dunking on it. Uh, when it when it came out, I was like, oh, an extra attack, uh, uh, you know, is that enough? But turns out it is. So a little bit wrong there, but what do you, what can you do? If we look at someone like Guff, for instance, right? Yeah, that right. makes all the difference. Yeah. Plus, plus one or plus yeah. one plus one. That's a big deal. Yeah, poor Guff. You know, fall from grace. You know, it used to be legit number one. Now it's it's not there. <laughs> now not. Yeah, not man. Not. Currently residing in tier three in the win rates after being number one. Crazy what happens when you change a one into a two or vice versa. Yeah, I, I'm 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 honestly shocked how how big of a difference it is the the one into a two. You know, like changing as oh, oh. right. They change the map from a two to a three. That's a huge deal as well. Yeah, yeah. One like this game has a. One of the biggest like uh impacts of like one number change like it's it, it changing a one to a two or a two to a three is like gigantic right where some of the other games right oh you know they have like 500 attack oh let's make it 505 it's like <laughs> whatever you're, you're whatever <laughs> i'm not gonna feel it yeah, this is a super high tempo game, so like any small change here, you will notice. I'm gonna add a feather to your build, you know. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, Edwin, I recommend. I think this is a, a playable here if you want to play. Uh, not... Seal of approval yeah. from the podcast. Next hero we have Bran. Now Bran is interesting because I've been hearing a lot of smack talk about my brand saying it sucks, not good. And I say, no, it doesn't suck. You suck. <laughs> it's not... Actually, I wish I could say that. Uh, I, 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 I do think uh, 
it is not as dominant as I initially thought it was going to be, but I think that's more to do with how players are playing the hero. I wouldn't say it's necessarily um, a bad hero. Like, I haven't had that much issue uh, with the hero personally, so um, I, I find that a little bit surprising that other people have, but I think it, it's fair because um, if you are... Like there, there are like t there's really I've seen like two or three lines where one is like commit to complete Murlocs, other one is go Menagerie, other one is like do like battle master shenanigans where you have like one really good minion and then like supplemental stuff for like Menagerie, Light Fang side buffs, right? Uh, or or like taunt comp or something, and um, I th I think that the Menagerie is like the safest one overall, right? But then you have to be looking at what's in the shot, what's in the, um, what's available, right? Like you need divine shield or cleave, cleave things to be readily available. And then you can like get a mug and then have a lot of value there. Right. And then for Murlocs, right. It's, it, it can be really tough because, um, either you stay on like four or something and then you look for lookouts and you see if the lookouts can give you enough stats to be strong enough that you can like start leveling and then, like go gurgle but even even then like just staying on four can be enough if you can just hit the right amount of like poison and and uh sears and things like that but um it's it's definitely not as consistent as like because you you're 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 very reliant on first of all setting your board up where you have full murlocs which can be super hard to do um early on and not take a lot of damage right because if you're forcing murlocs early you're dying i i i think that's like that's been uh, evident nowadays, like, after playing uh, for so long. If you're forcing Relax early, you're dying, because they just don't have the strength. I think that's, I think that's uh, spot on. So my brand game, for the most part, now I, I do want to practice a bit more, because um, I've done the Murloc thing, and it just reminds me that Murlocs aren't a tribe right now, right? It's there. It feels like Murlocs are great support once you have a Malgadon. Yeah. Once you use Primal Fin to discover more Amalgadon, if you are playing Menagerie and you have two or three Murlocs and you're, you know, buffing them, sure, cool. But for the most part, Murlocs don't really exist. And and we can see on HS Replay as well, the most common tribe for Bran is Murlocs because people think, oh, I have a Bran, what should I do? Oh, Murlocs, cool. Let me just go and play that. And, and Murlocs just have this problem where Okay, first of all, are you going to level to five or not? Are you going to have that turn where it's like, mm, I'm not getting much done. I'm not. I'm fairly weak. Let's say you didn't go to five. You're not going to be able to roll Begurgle. You're not going to be able to discover Begurgle. You're not going to roll another brand. You're not going to get faces brand. So you're not going to pop off. That's for sure. So then you're playing this mediocre Murloc build. And there is no assurance that you're hitting Primal Fin next round. You have to hit Seer. You have to hit um, Felfin or whatever it's called. The AOE buffs. And there's just too big of a chance that you don't. So I think that is a big reason why people are doing poorly with brand. They feel like they have to play Murloc. And the other one is they're probably still going to Pega with <laughs> buying yeah, shitty power yeah. minions to get the brand a turn earlier, right? We're not even saying to get your brand altogether. We're saying to get the brand one turn earlier. Um, now, if, if it's great Battlecry minions or they're close, I'm not saying you should strictly skip Battlecries and always pick the highest tempo minion, but sometimes the difference is so big that 
know, people will like pick a swabby over a spawn. I'm like, whoa, whoa, let's slow down a little bit here, right? Let's pick the spawn. Let's not lose half our life total while we're getting this brand. Because the brand is quasi-guaranteed. You will get it later on. And you're not going to need it until you're buying Battlecry minions. And guess what? Once you're buying Battlecry minions, hey, the brand is going to come anyway. So don't, you know, don't throw away half your life total to get the brand a couple turns earlier. I actually had a very good game with Bran where I just played and I, you know, you're, you're probably going to hate this and I've done it before. I call it a taunt menagerie where I didn't have the perfect setup this time. I had an alley cat instead of a cyclone, but you can actually taunt up the Bran and then have a taunted bronze warden and a taunted cyclone. And then on top of your mech, you have three tribes. So then you just play taunt comp, but you also buy every drug that you see. And you could potentially also buy um, plus two, plus two on mech, turning it plus four, plus four, which is actually pretty good. It's like a golden sensei proc that's that's usually worth two gold. You're, you're so, playing my taunt comp, you know? This yeah, is, this you, is, like, you would actually be like, oh, this is tolerable, Shady. I could play this, right? <laughs> this is how I used to play taunt comp. Before they started, they you know, added I, I still had arm, right? I had arm and I had, you know, it didn't have champion. Champion would have made it even better, but I just had two arms in the back. But then Bran was just one of my taunts. But yeah, no, I, I did play that today earlier as well, but not on Bran. I, I made a golden Bran on, I can't remember the hero. And I was like, wow, Collins would love this board. Yeah. I had like a 30 something Bran just yeah, by that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, was like, I had a board of seven minions, and like the four right ones were massive taunt beasts, and then the three left ones were selfless and two spores because my opponent had the 500 right. HP guard we of talked course. about earlier. Yeah. And then I said, like, well, Collins would have loved the right side of my board. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But uh... we, we digress a little bit, or I digress. I, I think that's that's my initial take on Bran. I think that a hero that gets a quasi free tier five minion can't really be bad. I think that players are making it bad. And I think you need to um, just play a bit slower and a bit more, okay, how would I normally play the game? And then use the brand to supplement that composition instead of forcing, okay, I have a brand. I have to play Menagerie. I have to play Murlocs. Uh, because sometimes you don't get a good start for that, but you have the brand and you have two to three different types on your board. You can play a Jug, suddenly you're a bit stronger. You can play a Clunker, suddenly you're a bit stronger. You can either stay on tier four and do the taunt thing, or you can level to five. Suddenly you find a battle master. You're like, oh, cool. I already have the brand. You triple, you find an Amalgadon. Oh, I already have the brand. I think that's the general thing I want to convey is that it should be more like, oh, cool. I already have the brand and now I can do all this cool stuff instead of, okay, I have the brand. I have to make the brand work. Yeah. I, I, in terms of, I see a lot of people going Murlocs, right? In terms of Murlocs, you need Lookout. I think that's like something people are not doing, whether they have the brand and the other stuff and they're like a, looking for the lookout, right? I think what you should do is like transition into Murlocs because you have like two lookouts in your hand or something like that, right? Like a, something you can do, right? Is like, since, you, since you're playing brand, right? You get like, um, like triples are actually easy, right? With the, with the Murlocs, right? So you, you just triple with the, the token Murloc. And then like, if you hit like an Amalgadon, Right, that can be like your base unit, and then you just yeah. supplement the Murloc cards, but you have that base unit, right, keeping you alive, right? If you, I'm looking at the Murloc win rate, they have Amalgadons, right, because it's it's very easy to to 
have just Brandon and that's like your only unit and then you you supplement you hit you get a triple with the Murloc token and then you hit a Magadon then you use the Magadon as you're jumping off point to actually make a clean Murloc composition so um you know because you're playing brands right you, you want to force murlocs but forcing murlocs will kill you it, essentially right you need the lookout to be able to just get clean murloc pieces right the lookout will give you poison the lookout will give you stats right and you won't die right but if you don't if you just get brandon and hope that you hit the lookout right you're spending a lot of time there so you need like a filler right this is why demons are actually really good right because battle master like heals you it just it makes you safe right if you can it's such a great filler as well right you talked about the amalgadon where not only does it keep you alive it provides an extra type for amalgadon and then later on you could potentially also sell it or triple it right yeah. one of the two yeah. same thing with no, the battle master sure. yeah yeah you just like, you know, 60 health battle master, you know, 40 health battle master, 10 attack. Like, in early game, no one's killing that really. Like, ah, dude, it just reminds me of those, like, uh, <laughs> those, those, uh, the meta before, like, like, uh, I think it was like the meta before elementals or uh, came in where battle master, like, there was like no counter play. It felt like, you know, if Murlocs were gone. There was like no counterplay. You just like died to, to a to like a to three hundred battle that was, master. Uh, before, before they made a spore thing, I guess. Yeah, spores weren't in. I think with elementals, like elementals came in with with spore came in with elementals as well, right? So there was no spore. There was, and there was like that was when elementals had like genie on five super stupid stats, right? So you you tried playing battle master, and then there would be like a hundred HP elementals i mean they still that still happens now but it, you know before it was less um anyways battle master is good so i'm that's what i'm saying like demons are in for brand it's pretty nice because it gives you another target getting getting fives on brand is actually pretty good right because you can hit burger go and then be like okay i have a burger go it's a lot easier hitting a goal, like yeah hitting early burger go is another way to kind of semi-commit to, to merlux because you are getting like so much stats if you if you run that as well so yeah, like murlocs are possible right so i don't want to say you can never play murlocs but for the most part you should not aim to be murlocs it's like colin says it's if you you know you get a double lookout shop you're like okay you know let me let me play with that but even then i think you're better off playing murloc menagerie where we talked about having the battle master in i think usually it's all about just increasing the odds that you can use the shop and if you have, say, a Divine Shield mech and a Battlemaster and a couple Murlocs, not only can you roll all your Murloc buffs, but suddenly Jug is pretty good as well. You can buy the Demon that gives plus two, plus two, now plus four, plus four to your Battlemaster, probably pretty relevant if it's still got very low damage. So it, it just increases the chance so much that you can use whatever you roll into as opposed to just donkey rolling for pure Murloc buffs. Yeah, you, you probably want to pick Brand when you are given like a taverns that can use a mug well right like uh if beasts are in dragons are in mechs are in you know things that can use mug well right you don't want to be rolling and then see a mug and be like oh i can't use this like that seems wrong when you have a brand like for free on on 
in your in your game plan right like if you can utilize a mug well then it's probably good to to run a brand and as well as murloc just being able to like hit double account or something and then just transition there so um it's probably a hero where you have to look at what's in in the pool like they're adding more of those heroes which i think is fair right <laughs> where you have to look at what's actually available uh to see what to see if you can play it correctly or not but um you know i i don't think it's as bad as the the rates would indicate at least i haven't had that i haven't had those those results or those issues personally so consensus oh, probably a decent yeah probably decent hero but is playing played wrong right now for the most part huh that's a would i recommend the hero <laughs> i don't know if i would recommend it because i feel like if i recommend it they just kind of lower the win rate <laughs> you know what I mean? uh nah I, no let i i i think i think i'd say wait wait and see uh if uh people you know figure it out like exactly what you can do sure. um, it's still i'm still having a good time playing yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely gonna play the hero i'm just saying <laughs> like when i recommend other people that don't know what they're doing to play the hero no it's not it's not a, a super obvious game plan yeah. right a lot it's seemingly hard or deception yeah yeah actually both to make brand work yeah especially as weird as that sounds yeah especially because like um you can really utilize like Cadgar Brad stuff in, in this like yes, tokens. tokens yeah, that, that's definitely something that I think a lot of like the the people winning with Brad consistently are doing right. They they're making sure they're using the tokens to get like two triples a turn or something, and then like using like double like they hit a you know they hit like a full Reaper Amalgadon. Oh, okay, I will just go with this, and then the, you know go from there right and i think it's a lot easier to win the game if you know how to do that where if you're if you're just like trying and you don't you don't utilize that tool which is like a free tool that's that's given to you since you have a free brand there you just need a token which is pretty easy to get in the category which is pretty uh easy since it's a tier three minion right it should be something you should uh be aware of at least as an option if you're gonna play the hero so i wouldn't um, recommend that you know, like Primal Finn can then pull more Murloc scouts. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it, it can get super gross, yeah. right? And you have the brand, so you're getting the double battle cries, more chance you find more tokens. Yeah, exactly. So um not recommending, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, I I will play it. Uh, it's, it's all. Uh, good hero. Uh, well, would, would I hate a buff to this hero? You know, it's you know, it's 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 low win rate. You know, maybe it needs a buff. Would I hit it? Would, <laughs> would I hate oh, the buff? Uh, you know, let's I, let's give it a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is one of those like changing a five to a four is like, oh, this is now the best year in the game kind of <laughs> kind of thing. You know, so yeah, I gotta be careful with the with uh with a buff here, uh for sure. So uh wouldn't wouldn't touch it for now. Uh, one less battle cry people will Papega for, right? Because at some point the Papega line will. will just they will for bigger yeah um next hero we will be talking about is illidan i gotta say still invisible to me just uh don't see the hero at all <laughs> i see him do better in my lobbies right so it's i don't know it, it i don't think it's a threat 
right? So I don't see Illidan be like, oh crap, man, he's gonna go first. And his left and right most minions are gonna have plus two attack. But at least those early turns are a little bit better. I don't think we need to have a like I'm gonna be honest, I didn't play Illidan. Collins <laughs> didn't play Illidan, right? So let's let's be real here. We're not gonna fill 10 minutes talking about Illidan. But you know, overall, let's let's you know, let's let's let the stats do their thing and maybe We'll make it plus three attack or whatnot or or, or whatever Just they want to do. Give it divine shield. Yeah, yeah. divine shield wind fury. That yeah. works well. No, no, not wind fury. You got to differentiate. <laughs> you know? Just divine shield on your left and right most minions. You know, like that's that would be so good. I would play the hero. <laughs> God, yeah, that's way too good, man. But anyways, you know, cut off the attack. I don't need the attack. Just give me divine <laughs> on the left and the right. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah it's so hard to fix the tarot where suddenly it becomes desirable to pick um but yeah i mean it is stronger than before there's a little bit of reason to pick it now there are some cards like the the one four piggy right the one four piggy that's actually legit where okay that becomes a three four to turn you play it so there's a couple of cards that you can get early where you're like okay spawn same thing four damage spawn it's actually quite nice to just get whatever they have but yeah, I mean that's that's all I've got for the guy right now. Invisible nothing, to nothing me. too big. Invisible to me. That's all I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> not a top tier hero with a small change at all. But you know, a little bit better. And now, you know, maybe there is sometimes a hero pack where I would maybe sometimes consider it if maybe sometimes beasts are in the selection. Just give it, give it. Your left <laughs> and right most minions have reborn. You know, like just make it, make it lich king. <laughs> Dude, reborn spawn. Oh, exactly. God, no. Disgusting. <laughs> They're gonna break him at some point, right? They're gonna be like, "All right, you guys want enough Taylor, and here's enough Taylor, and enjoy the Illidan meta for the next six months." Uh, all right, next hero. Let's just move on, shall we? Sindragosa. Oh, yeah. You know, I gotta say, this is this has been a long one. <laughs> I didn't think it would be so long. <laughs> Every every podcast, I'm like, Shady, this isn't gonna be long. <laughs> like every single I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really long. <laughs> but yeah, Sinjagosa, what do I think about Sinjagosa? I think it's been um I like the buff, but I don't know if it's like fundamentally changed its playstyle or really what you do with it. It's kind of the same. It's just like slightly better, a little bit more consistent, but not really like a fundamental change to the hero or the game plan. I think if you didn't play Syndragosa before, you're not going to start playing yeah. Syndragosa. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still true. the only Syndragosa player <laughs> on, on the leaderboard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, um, I, I think the hero power just made it cleaner. Yeah. There's a lot of times where you're like, uh, I don't really want to freeze here, but um, especially for taunt comp as well, and, and that is something you do play a lot when you're playing Sinragosa. It is really nice to just be able to freeze the arm in the shop, freeze the champion in the shop, and not have to freeze the whole shop because you're essentially gaining a gold or close to a gold yeah, where yeah. you now have an extra roll. So, and it happens a ton when you're playing Taunt Comp because there's only a specific amount of units that you're rolling for. A lot of the time, you are going to be either floating a gold or not being able to buy the thing you rolled into because you you didn't settle when you're playing other compositions a lot of the time uh, you're coming up on two gold and this is the turn where you sell something buy something and you just settle for whatever there is 
when you're playing taunt comp, a lot of the time it's like, well, whatever I'm buying here is going to make me weaker. So why would I spend my gold on that? I'm just going to roll. And then you have one gold left. So now you are not in the zone anymore where you could buy whatever pops up. But hey, there's the third arm. There's the second harbinger or whatnot. And then you can just hero power it. And then the rest of the shop isn't frozen. So I'd say for, for what she did, she did become better at it which makes sense because the hero power was just a strict improvement before you would have to freeze the whole shop. Um, now you get to not only unfreeze the rest of the shop, you get to also, you know, buff the minion you're freezing, which is, which is nice. Um, that is a nice little bonus to playing taunt comp where sometimes early on, you know, you get to freeze like the single bronze warden hero power in the shop feels amazing. You know, that is, that is a very pleasant sight when you just see this bronze warden go up to a 4-2. That's essentially the Golden Warden, right? You just doubled its stats. You know what's funny? You could, like, buff this hero, say, like, freeze up to two minions in Bob's Tavern, it would, like, do nothing. <laughs> like, you know, it'd still be the same hero. <laughs> yeah. That makes her early game a lot better, because right now, you don't really want to hero power because you want two minions, and you don't really want to freeze the whole shop. You just want the two minions you're buffing. So... What you could do then is um, the one drops that you're buffing, keep them, but then level and then let the rest of the shop and become look for a token story. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Or just token or, or anything else. So that would do something for her, I think. If, if the hero but I power wouldn't would mind that. I wouldn't mind it. No, I don't think it would break the game. Yeah. It's, I st I'll still think I'll be the only Cinder player on the I would love it, right? I would yeah. love it. Yeah. Seems seems reasonable to me. You know, I I just thought like how, like it it like this buff didn't really change exactly what you do with the hero, but it was a nice buff. So like, why not just give it another nice buff? You know, it doesn't break the game. You know, that seems seems reasonable to me. Uh, do I recommend this hero? If you're shady, yes. If you're not shady, act shady. Player, <laughs> player. In, player with Maxin, don't go to tier five. There you go. Have a nice game. All right. Play Max and don't go to five. Seems reasonable. Play Taunt, play Max, don't go to five. Seems reasonable. Next hero, we have Guff. We talked about him a little bit. He's trash now. Let's move on. Next hero, Wag Toggle. Good talk. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got the Wag Toggle treatment. Like, to be fair. Uh, he he did get a lot worse. Like like surprisingly, the two to one is like really important in in that uh, with two with with the two one buff, right? He can contest early boards and and not not get punished. But as a one one, right? He his early board contesting isn't as strong, so he he loses board states now. So when you try to do the same curve you were before, you're losing HP. You're not getting strong, and his his um his uh, strength wasn't that you um. Your minions that you keep are strong. Your strength was that you got to high tavern tiers healthy, and then you were able to transition to a like a good comp or something like that. So it's a lot harder to do that. So uh, he's kind of fallen out of favor. So you know, not 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 the best here anymore. Yeah, it's it's something that this one I feel like I did see coming quite easily, just because you had Wactogo as the experiment. example. Yeah, it was like okay, she was very good when two and one. And she's extremely mediocre with 1-1. One, one. So it's like, well, there isn't really going to be this magical thing with Guff. We're like, oh, no, wait, wait, you can buff arm and stuff. And it's, it's totally different. Like, no, it's still plus one, plus one. Still has the same problems as, as Wack Toggle. So, yeah, fairly cut and dry. Uh, change the two to a one. Hero is now a lot worse. 
pretty simple. I I I would love the uh what's it called the the my so my my old suggestion for Tyrion back in the day was instead of buffing everyone, it was like a max of three, so like up to three minions get plus one plus one right they never did that i don't know why you know it's a great idea <laughs> they never did that <laughs> same same idea i think you could do the wag toggle and guff where it's like give up to three friendly minions of each seven tier plus two plus one and see how strong that is right like i, mean, I, I think it would be reasonable where you know early game still strong but you don't get that like oh here's plus 12 a turn like a lot of guff it was just that early game right being able yes. to power up being strong but so it's I, I, yeah a lot of people would just keep their minions to the late game and just like have like hero power on full dead. board yeah so i i think it would stop that that uh because you want that early game spike where you can get high and then but you don't you don't want to keep that spike going till the rest of the game that was, that was what's happening with Tyrion and and wag toggle where they just keep hero powering the same minion the whole game, they always get top four. There was no, there was no drawback. So, uh, limiting that spike only to the early game, I think, would be okay. For I think me. that's fair to at least try, right? Yeah. Give it a go, see what comes back. All right, next uh, hero we will be talking about Overlord Sorafank. So, dude, I've been hearing people say like, "Oh my god, this hero is amazing now," and I'm just like looking at them. <laughs> Like why? What? What difference? Is, I, I I keep asking. Is it plus two into plus four into plus six, or is it two three four? They're like, oh, it's two three four, and I'm like, get out! <laughs> That's not. A, no, right. I don't care. No, I, don't, I don't really see him in my lobbies. When I do see him, he's not doing well. So it's just. No, I mean I've played this hero extensively, and yeah, I mean, if you hit divine shields, it's good, but. There are other heroes that do that way better, right? This guy is extremely all-in. Glass cannon, you have to hit or it's over. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the praise, personally. Uh, you know, it's, not, it's the same hero. This buff did not change him. It's, it's the same hero. He wasn't that good before. I don't understand how one extra attack... Hey, now your your battle master has 11 attack instead of 10. Like, okay, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it uh, for me, so not not recommending personally. Don't get it. Any any other thoughts on this hero you have here? I'm just looking through the stats and like he does do okay, like a lot better than I would think. But maybe that is just people playing weird. I mean, um, he plays max, right? So if you he's play in the with middle of He's in the middle of tier two right now, which I feel like it, I would put him definitely more tier three. I, I I don't know if that's just people playing other heroes just wrong because he's below Greybow. Uh, sorry, he's above Greybow right now. Okay, if if you look at his compositions, right, it's it's legit mechs are the only thing that are doing well for him. So if mechs are in, sure, right, then it makes sense how this could be viable, right? You. You hero power a deflecto, reasonable, right? You hero power a four reaper, reasonable. You hero power uh, a neural module menace, reason. Those are those are solid targets. Uh, but besides that, like, there's not a lot of like clean compositions he can excel in. But if mechs are in and you have no other option, then sure. Other than that, I don't. Yeah, have, I, don't have a lot I think that he's um, he's sort of that fallback hero where 
the I think you've already established when you have a Starfang in your pack and you're considering him that you're playing tier four. So then it's like, okay, is there another hero that does tier four better? Uh, like for instance, in the stats, he's outperforming Silas, but I'd never take a Starfang over Silas, Mm-mm. even yeah. if I've already decided I'll play yeah, tier four. Either. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if anything's going on there where people are just butchering Silas curve or whatnot. But there's a uh, there, I, I guess part of it is he does have a very, very clear use. Yeah. Me find me buff shield, right? You, you can't mess it up, right? Roll shield, buff shield. So that might be part of why he's doing a bit better than I'd expected. It's it's hard to make mistakes on Starfang. And cleave. I guess you can make a big Hydra cleave as well. Yeah. Me find cleave, me buff cleave. Yeah. I mean... At least it's clear, right? That's the benefit. It's a very clear hero, but is it fancy? No. Is it? Does it win lobbies often? Probably not. But can you top four when Max and maybe Beastern? Probably so. Maybe that's just the game plan here. Um, as well as you know, battle masters. I will. I mean, but if you're you're losing already, if you're you're really relying on that, so maybe not the best play, right? You have to like take a lot of damage then roll like a one battle master then roll another battle master to turn after or something it's like not that likely so i guess that's not really um, a clear game plan another thing is that you're you're locked in you can only use this once per turn right if you could use this like multiple times right like because sometimes you roll into like good hits right at the same time you're like ah, i can't i can't buy them all this turn or something you have to like and flow yeah, the gold yeah. next turn and be yeah. weaker this turn yeah, yeah it's, it's rough so if you were able to like trigger it multiple times per turn that would also be an interesting buff i don't know if that would be crazy even but maybe it would be but you know there are other ways to adjust this hero i guess like can use multiple times per turn you add that in right? okay well let's see then right i, yeah, I, would, I, would, I would is it too strong then yeah for yeah sure. yeah exactly uh, but not on the same hero, not on the same menu. You can't like double stack. No. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be broken instantly. Did a couple yeah. times, like three times before you buy that deflector. Like tech, 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 tech. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, next hero we'll be talking about is Nazoth. I was waiting for Nazoth because then I know we're nearing the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, there's a lot of heroes to talk about. It's, uh, it's Nazoth and Curator. And they changed the 1-2 into a 2-2. And this is one of those rare cases where changing 1 into a 2 does not really change much. (laughs) At least, you know, like, I have not seen these heroes suddenly do well, and I have not played them. So I'm not sure if you want to share anything. But for me, it's just like, didn't play these guys before. Probably not going to play them now. I played Curator. Um, So... I don't know. There wasn't like a big difference. Like sometimes I used to play curator when mechs and Murlocs are in. Cause I was like, ah, okay, maybe I can make a, a Malgadon, you know, back like, you know, the ones I used to, uh, what did I end up doing? I went, I went up playing like Chaga comp or something and it was okay. Um, I won, I know I won the game with my curator actually. So something happened. I, I don't I don't remember, but it, it went, it went fine, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but w- was it like was the curator the reason I won? I don't think so, right? Like it wasn't like this wasn't the the difference maker. It just 
I just didn't take that much as much damage as I would early, which is reasonable. So, um, at, at least it has that going for it itself. The early game is better. Uh, same thing with Nazar. One thing with Nazar you can do when we talk about the new uh, minion, right? If beasts aren't in and cobors uh, aren't in, and you play the the Hamas or or whatever it's called, you just get Amalgadons if you're on tier six. It's just just the mal like your whole board's right. Amalgadon, so that's fun. Because yeah, to to but so what happens there is the the little fish is a beast. Yeah. And if Quillbores were in, Pumba is in as well. Yeah. Right. So Pumba would get summoned. So that is a bit of a hack, maybe, where you just go like, all right, so my most common tribe is beast. There are no beasts in this game other than Amalgadons. Hamul is gonna only offer Amalgadons. And that is, yeah. That is not enough reason for me to pick this up. <laughs> I'm just saying, but, like, yeah, if yeah. you're playing Nazar, you. you're in the late game, you have a brand, you hit a Humul. You just sell your minions. You just just sell your minions, sell play the Humul, get six six Amalgadons, bubba boom. You're good to so, go. Sell board to Justin Dongs. Yeah, yeah, uh, reject. Discover more. Discover more dongs. Yeah, reject uh, minions. You reject tribe. Return to Amalgadons. Return to dongs. That Pretty kind much. of thing. Yeah, seems fun, but yeah, I do agree. Not enough reason to play the hero, but if you want to do that, you can. Sounds fun. Uh, curator, same thing. I don't think the changes was like a big change. It's kind of like Illidan. I don't really like you it can be invisible if you weren't playing the hero before so it's not an important change but if you like the hero anyways then go for it but i don't think it's become strong because of the extra it was an extra like one attack right because it was a one two before yeah so uh, i don't think it's become like significantly better but it's a fun hero uh last thing we're well not last thing but uh Last new thing we're talking about. Well, that's not true either. But hey, we're talking about <laughs> Arch Drain next, Helmo. Next thing. next thing, exactly. Uh, what do you think about this hero? Not even. I mean, this minion. Not even played with it. Uh, I hate him just because I feel like I'm always well. This and this could happen, and then it doesn't happen. And I'm like, oh, that's a bunch of crappy minions, huh? Okay. Or you have a brand, and then the first chop is the nutty one, and then he skips over that and gives you the, the trash afterwards. Have you had so, that happen? Oh my god! I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah like, where you're like, oh, that's kind of no, never mind. Oh, that's the one I'm getting. Yep, yeah, nah, those are not good. So, I, I think it's the the thing we we talked about at release, or yeah, that that's still the same for me. Where this is not really something that I want early, but in very specific boards, I might be okay. Mm. You know, like buying it and just being like, okay, let's see if I can get a golden Charlie. Let's see if I can get another flat desk. Let's see if I can get flat desk Agam. Let's see if I can get more Eliza or whatnot. But for the most part, this has not been an exciting minion for me. But I do know that for a lot of people, it's really cool to play with. I also played it with Murlocs, and it just maybe it's just my experience, right? Like it, it gave me a bunch of trash Murlocs, and it was like, <laughs> I forgot how many trash Murlocs there are that I don't want. All right. So yeah, what about you, Collins? I um what is, what is my experience with this hero? So I've been I play with him and then I'm not like happy. I end up picking him because I don't want the other things, right? I'm getting zaps and and stuff and like I don't want that. So I'm going to go for the RNG play. And I hit him like, "Okay." But then it feels late cuz like it, you know, like I don't know why. It just feels cuz I cuz instead of spending 
like uh you know zero gold or something to get it i'm spending like extra three gold to get like whatever like let's say i hit a kelly ghost or whatever and the thing is like you want to be on tier six to get the good stuff right you want to hit the malgadon you want to hit kelly ghost you want to hit full reaper you want to hit eliza right you you have to be on tier six and it's so awkward to be like ah well i need a level to do this and then i need to play this and then i need to buy the things i need and if i don't hit it i have to freeze the shop because i you know, I, I, there's more stuff that I need to buy. So whoo, that's like, that's a whole turn gone because I need to make this card work. So, um, I have seen it with Nomu, Nomi, and then that's like the one time where I'm like, okay, like this is a good card. (laughs) You know, with Nomi I've seen, yeah, okay, this, this, this I can work with, but, uh, I haven't seen a lot of like other, uh, compositions where it's uh where it's very clear that this is the best hit you know for 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 what i need what i'm looking for right like it's more of the rng hit do i hit the triple kind of thing right like i've a lot of times i've like tried to play with beasts and like do i hit the macaw you know that kind of thing and it's like ah did i love it no i would have much rather just hit admin my exna for free without spending gold or something like that but um I have seen it work. Do I do I like it? No, it ruins my six drops. Like I like it just ruins my six drops. That's that's what I I feel about it most of the time. You know, I'd for sure. I'd rather I'd just rather. hit a Kelly Ghost and look for two and have to level for it. You know, so um, later on it's okay. And there's some cool interactions. Roll into on six, right? Yeah. They just on six, and you're browsing and like, oh, okay, I guess I could try on. Yeah. Then, you know if you have very specific boards like nomi even when i do that i just feel like i'm throwing two gold away like a lot i of this know way. right <laughs> yeah. i gave a lot of quillbore examples because i think with quillbore you have two tier six quillbores right and a lot of the time i i think it's for the chance that you could roll agam and um uh, agam and tusk in the same shop and i'm like okay that might be worth chancing it but you need to already be playing piggies, right? I don't know. I don't think it makes strategies more consistent because this is in the shop, except for Nomu. Nomi. Nomu is the only like one that's like very clear. I had a Nomi. This was the best card I could have asked for. <laughs> Other than that, you know, I, I don't I don't know uh how I feel about it. But yeah. Yeah. Very unexciting for the most part, but creates for some really fun screenshots sometimes yes. but it is a card that i think i think what we forget we forget that um i don't know if the cards are weighted at all if you're more likely to pull lower tiers or not uh, but even if you're not there's still a lot of lower tiers in the game and less high tier minions so on average you're just not going to see those nutty shops where like oh i'm gonna roll three charlies in the same shop and it's like no you're gonna get banner bore tusky road bore Right, and then a lot of unexciting stuff next to it, and maybe you'll get one or two sixes. Maybe uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's weighted in the fact that there's like you know seventeen ones, right? And then they're they're gonna pull. No, I meant the... I meant on the actual like like the roll as well. If Hamul would follow different rules, I don't think so. I think he would just refresh the shop. Genie and... used to be like that, where it was like one out of you know every single one, right? So you'd get like so many uh little rags because the chance of that was like one out of eight or something like that oh, right. yeah 
So if okay. if they did that, um, that would be kind of interesting. But it would also mean like, how would that look like? Like you, the chance you'd hit like um, like double rag or double, it would be kind of high, right? Like two out of eight or something. Mm -hmm. It seems pretty pretty ridiculous, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Not not uh, not crazy for the card, I guess. But I would also like better stat line. I I I I don't know. But I, I, a lot of times I've picked this and I'm like, damn, this is a four for it. Like, why not be? You know, why make make it a ten ten or something? Make it make it pickable as a just a card. Uh, but it's it's got that battle cry weakness where it's that line just kind of hurts itself. Uh. But yeah, I, I wouldn't mind its stat line being a little bit better. I think that would make me a little bit happier, right? Because like I'm picking this card and, and not not that happy, but at least the stat line is okay. But right now the stat line makes me cry as well. So yeah, um, I think the last thing we're talking about here is the overall impressions for the prizes. Now that we've played it for a week, How, what do you think about um, just the prize meta in general i i think the games are very different when prizes are in uh just because people are going a little bit crazier or people are punishing you for going crazier right so either you you get the nuts and you're like well i have th three three six drops now or you go for it you don't hit it and then you're like well i went for the high risk play and now the person playing normal is now insanely strong to me. <laughs> you know, here's here's twenty damage. We had those games before where we just took so much. Uh, so, I think quite tightly with what I said earlier, where I've been doing a lot better and not focused too me and the nuts and like trying to get the absolute best out of the barrel here, right out of the bottom of the barrel. But to just say, oh, this is kind of strong. Let's do it. So. I had a prize game where I placed first because I put plus five plus five on my divine shield piggy. And it was just like, okay, you know, that'll have to do. And then I'll just figure out what I do from turn to turn. Because there there is a lot of power suddenly introduced and a lot of options. And the games are extremely volatile. And a lot of the time, if you're trying to set up a play, you die before you get to pop off. So I try to stay away from those long setups where I'm weak for a long time and just say, oh, you know, I'll just have to work with what I have. So I'm a little less focused on that, oh, I have to be tier five so that I can go to six for on the house. I'm more focused on, okay, let's see what we got. Let's let's try to be strong. And sometimes it so happens that going to tier five, the turn before the prizes makes sense, and then I'll do it. But I'm definitely not... Uh, automatically doing that anymore. I'm looking to be strong a lot of the time. Now that might change once they start implementing the you have a higher chance of pulling good prizes in the bottom or you're, you're guaranteed it or I don't know how they're going to move it or guaranteed to not see bad prizes. But at least for now, until that change happens, I, I think it's uh, definitely good in prize games to just be strong and to not try to set up too much because as you mentioned some people will hit the nuts and someone that hits the nuts that hits you while you're setting up you're taking 35 right it's a stupid number if you're not strong you're taking a stupid amount of damage you can be strong and still take you know 20 damage you know like some people will just hit 
such a good turn with an evolving tavern or an on house or just in general, right? They just had a great, great start with extra coins and they just hit triples and you know they'll they'll have a much better board. So that would be my number one advice is to not not take too long to set up, but just go with what's strong because you know you'll know when you hit the nuts, right? And other people will just die when they face you. Yeah, I, I do think that's particularly weird. This is not like price specific, but you could have like a 50% chance to win or a 50% chance to lose. And if you lose, you're taking 20. And if they lose, <laughs> you're taking 20. But the, the chance that you win, like, it should be closer, right? Like, you know, you both have an equal percent chance. But no, if you lose, you're dead. It just, that that is, like, particularly weird where being close in strength doesn't actually mean being close in how much damage you take. Uh, that is particularly weird, yeah. Imagine if like uh, they run the the battle simulation a thousand times, and then like you get the average of whatever damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not not very fun because you wouldn't really be watching it, right? But, yeah, I I do have that criticism for BGs where I obviously enjoy the game because I'm playing it a lot and I prefer it over say TFT, um, but that is an aspect that feels so much better in TFT where it feels so much more fair when you lose in TFT. Yeah. It's, sure. you know, I saw it coming. I was like, all right, I made some mistakes early, bad decisions, um, rolled for the wrong things, right? Made the wrong items. And I slowly watched my health go down. And here it's like, okay, so next turn I can, oh, I'm fighting this guy. There is no, <laughs> there is no next turn. Okay, well, that was that was enjoyable. I, I have that a lot where, you know, uh, yeah. it's just like, Sometimes you can just look over your entire turn or you can look over your entire game and say nothing I did at any point in this game other than not facing Jandis on this particular turn would have done anything. If I face Jandis on this turn with the particular minions that I was offered in these shops, I always die. And I think that's a, you know, that's a little silly, right? Yeah, that is a little silly. Yeah, you're, sometimes you're just looking at your next opponent and there's you read death. <laughs> you see like <laughs> minus 32 and you're like, whoa, that's a lot. And you're just like, huh. Especially when you see like four pirates and like minus 27 or something. You're just like, oh, it's too early. I can't counter scam. This guy is like, nothing's going to die other than the scallies, right? I'm going to just take so much damage from the Eliza and all that fun anyways yes that is um that is dude this is a long one dude i damn i thought we were gonna like have a long one then like give them like a short one you know to rely oh here's a shorter one we're not we're not sending you here for a two hours well, it was a huge patch right so yeah. you know now we've had a week to try it out I think it's here's good. another huge huge one <laughs> well, next week it's the review of the review right where we run about our initial <laughs> <laughs> oh well anyways that shall be our podcast for this week i'm glad i got through it i was a little tired today but i you know i uh i got to reuse some certain like uh topics <laughs> that saved me a little bit of time you know feels good but yeah i got it done and uh 
just want to thank everyone for joining us today i appreciate all you guys thanks for the support if you want to send them a message you can send feedback at hsbgpodcast.gmail.com i'd like to thank shady for joining me here today it was good to come on and thank you all so much for watching and listening and i would like to repeat what shady just said thank you everyone for joining and we will see you guys you can catch us educate calls underscore shade bunny no underscore and uh we'll see you guys next time